Hey, we got numbers. We've got numbers running. It's Cleveland Motive Podcast number 423. Light them up, boys. I pre-lit mine. Sorry. <laughs> mm. Bell's Oberon. One of my favorite wheat beers. Has been for a long time. And then uh, two... Jesus Christ, Sleepy. I, I popped Did you on spit? my microphone. <laughs> Did you spit on your microphone, sir? Yeah. Jesus Chrysler. Yeah. To my immediate left is... Dan Kroenke. To his immediate left is... Steve Sleepy. And to his immediate left... Johnny Mac. And tending bar tonight... Tom Pennington. Tom Pennington is in the back tending bar. So, um, hey guys, big news. Do you know what happened on Cinco de Mayo? I fell asleep. You did fall asleep. But you know what? You didn't fall asleep on the podcast. John and I were in the back holding court behind the house, as we are wont to do. And we just noticed Tom just Irish goodbye to us at his own house. Lights out. We're standing out there in the dark. The one dim bulb wasn't even lit. The dim bulb didn't, yeah. Meanwhile, it was funny. Meanwhile, yeah. Tom's 84-year-old neighbor was hanging with you guys. Oh, yeah, no totally kidding. there. Totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, they totally just came fine. back from the Moose Lodge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Moose member. Are you a Moose member? In Cotton, yeah, right? My, my, yeah, the no, Moose you Club are. up there is great. Yeah, my wife is an elk. Yeah, so do they fight ever or something? I, or, I mean, why couldn't they? We? Rumble, they rumble <laughs> the parking lot. They're out. They're outside of the Denny. It's all antlers and hooves. It's carnage. <laughs> the moose. The moose lodges are known for like standing in highways. And I was shocked to find out my wife was an elk. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so, so what else happened? Saying go tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> so, you guys, it turns out that on May the fifth, we had our one millionth download. Oh wow! Hey, hey, all right. So, <laughs> I did a little math. What do we get? We don't get much. Uh, we don't get anything for that. 2.5 million hours of content. It turns out that's 237 years of material. <laughs> wow. Isn't that something? Yeah. That's disturbing. Yeah. That somebody, that our podcast has been downloaded 237 years. Wow. Ouch. Crazy. That is crazy. It's it's really offensive. But it is uh, it is an interesting thing when you when you get that report that tells you that you've done that, it's really funny. I'm really impressed that after that much listening and that much time out there, yeah. those of us that aren't our own bosses still have jobs. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, two hundred years of downloads. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, but you know, and the weird thing is that number can't be tracked because there's people get the podcast in many different locations. Right. So the places that tell you how many times you've been downloaded, they really don't have access to all the right, right. numbers anyway. But it is an ambiguous, fun milestone to just well, like, throw out right, there. So if you get a million subscribers on YouTube, you get a gold play button. Do we get like a black dildo or something? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they send anything for a million uh, we did have We did have a customer in the shop today that came in and was talking about like, Hey, I listened to your podcast and he was a relatively normal guy. He's driving an SV 650. <laughs> like, like, like <laughs> he walked on two legs. Yeah. He was very normal. Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> he was a really normal guy oh, yeah. and he had a very stormtrooper looking white on black SV 650. Like he had saddlebags, everything about it was normal. There was nothing about this guy that made you lead to believe that he was a degenerate <laughs> Cleveland Moto listener, but he did. And he came in and he just, you know, he wanted to talk about bikes and look at bikes and all that fun shit. So he came in and, uh, he's, it, the mic. Oh, it oh, is. is that what it is? Try, try not to hit yeah. Okay. So it was really funny that he, uh, that he was funny that he was like, yeah, man, I love your podcast. It's great. And everything else. And I was like, wow, 
And he goes, so how long have you been doing it? And I said, oh, a very long time. Yeah. And it made me kind of look things up. So it's really a strange thing to, to <laughs> think about that. Uh, when you put it into that perspective, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a big, big deal. We, uh, the thing that I wanted to bring up to everybody's attention is today, tonight to the podcast, I brought in a TW200. You did? A Yamaha t- Trailway 200. So the titillation and joy of every member here. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is I told Tom earlier today, I was like, okay, because I rode Scoot Baca into the yep. shop. So yeah. I, I rode a fur-covered Vespa GTS with all the hot rod parts in it. And it's a fast bike right. by any standards. It's a very fast just being a bike, it's a fast bike. But as a scooter, it's a motherfucking fast scooter because it's well over 90 miles an hour. Yeah. And I rode that into the shop today, but I knew today the TW was coming. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I knew the TW thing was going to be tonight for the podcast. And so when I showed up early, you, nobody was here. So the first person to show up to the podcast was... Dan. Me. Dan, what did you think of the TW200? <laughs> I, I just like, was like, what the fuck? Because I've been obsessing about this bike for about two weeks and searching marketplace and was like, holy shit. Why is this thing here? I, dude, all I got to say is you, uh, I don't know, a year ago, whatever, you bring in a ZX1400, 200 mile an hour bike or whatever. Right. And we're all, yeah, that's cool. Nah. And then you, you, you roll up this TW200. We're all like, is, is that the 200cc bike? Oh, look at it. It's a pristine TW. I've only seen a clapped out one before. I've only ridden them with fucking drum brakes everywhere. And like, like, like you, none of us could have been more stoked about it. The ZX14, we're like, yeah, so how, when are you going to sell that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is an interesting Man. group of guys. And so we made everybody ride it. Yeah. So everybody had to ride it. Um, I think made is a strong word. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, no, you made John get off. Right. <laughs> right. So I did. I've had one of these before, but many, 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 many years ago. The T-Dub 200 is one of those things that we all, and I know a lot of my friends have had that virus before where you're like, mm. I, ju- I just need to get a TW 200. Yeah. I, I just, I can't stop thinking about it. I close and the, my eyes and dream of like riding at mid-Ohio. <laughs> Country. Well, the fact that Dan had said that, that he's been fascinated. He's been, what would you Obsessing. say? Obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, Dan, you know, once you search it, it come, it's coming up in all your feeds. And just- Dan can afford, Dan swings a big enough dick, he could buy a $5,000 bike if he had to. All day long. All day long. <laughs> I was all looking day at long. the Aprilia 660, that's about five, no, it's about 10. Grand. It's about, okay. yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, a little more than that. It's actually a little the other side of that too. I yeah. think they're about 13. But, uh, but isn't it funny that this strange little motorcycle... It, it punches well above its weight, not in performance. Not well above my weight. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? You know what else is funny about this little fucking bike? Yeah. So everybody's t- everybody laughs and talks about like the DR650, like oh, new bold colors that hasn't right. changed in 35 yeah. years as a derogatory thing, right? Right. But everybody that talks about the TW is like, and it hasn't changed in 30 years because it hasn't needed to. It's just the greatest little bike. So Tom, yeah. What year was the TW? So we discovered it was 1987. <laughs> <laughs> and and the only things we found out have changed are the front disc brake 
<laughs> Which was what year? So in 2001, <laughs> Yamaha spent some real fucking money on this bike <laughs> because they'd had it for 14 years at oh, that point. Yeah. Actually, at that point, it was probably cheaper to put a disc brake on it than, That's true. than try to make find hub, make, make the drum bake. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's less metal, less moving parts, and <laughs> more readily right. available. They already had, they were like, we got discs from this bike, that bike, oh, calipers yeah, from this. Like, So in 2001, they did, they, they, they did get away with the, it was kickstart only, by the way. You right. know what they did? Yeah. They just, they, they just remanufactured one fork leg. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else came from a ninja. <laughs> And well, <laughs> and honestly, I don't think they re-engineered one. No, I think they just stole it off the XT225. Exactly. They, exactly. they just grafted on the little thingy. Though. They just took it off the XT225. <laughs> there is not an original part right. on this bike. Um, we are going to talk about that in a second, too. So in 2001, they did away with the kickstart only, and they gave it a button. When these bikes were launched originally in 1987, we looked it up, they were $1,999. But... They're $45.99 right now. That's Brand new at a dealership. They've only gone up in price $400 in the past 10 years. Wow. So talking about the increasing oh, yeah. price of these bikes and how well, much they've gone up. Come on. They're still using the clocks that they put on the bike in 1987. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, right. They're way before oh, 1987. Yeah, those are, yeah, those are like those 1978 are or something. <laughs> They've been through like seven sets of the molds already because they just didn't. Oh, know. Every, just every Yamaha out. motorcycle that has ever existed has had these speedometers yeah, on them. Yeah, yeah, uh, Going back till plastic was invented. Right. <laughs> They've never but, upgraded the speedometers. to their credit. Yeah. Like at Mid-Ohio, I'm always looking for a TW200. Right. You'll find the most clapped out. You end up not buying it because it's such a piece of shit. Right. But the speedometer still works. Of course. Like those are great. Like my all the Suzuki things, they die in like like ten years. Right. They're done. You they're can't done. find a set of clocks. Oh yeah, yeah. Yamaha. It, it could be like the the bike was on fire, has no front end on it, and the fucking speedometer still will work. It's it's absolutely <clears throat> shocking to me that since 1987, the changes to this platform are super minimal. Yeah. I mean, super minimal. It's, it is still getting the 16 horsepower that it advertised in 87. Mm -hmm. It's still getting the 11 pounds feet of torque that it advertised in 87. <laughs> and so is its partner in crime, the Suzuki Van Van. Dude, the stats are identical. This today when we were talking about the bike before the podcast, and I was like, what do you mean they didn't move the motor? There's no way that they just have a three inch shaft. Okay, so hold on. <laughs> we, we have to do a little bit of backstory yep, yep. because we all know anybody in this room knows my BW 200, my BW 350. Right. So those are the big wheels that weren't street legal. Right. Because the agricultural tires on them could not possibly be NHTSA or DOT legal. They were literally ATV tires. Mm hmm on the Big Wheel 200 and the Big Wheel 350. So the Big Wheel 200 and the Big Wheel 350 never were a street bike. Right. They were just a field bike, farm bike, trail bike, whatever you want to call it. And I have tried to ride those bikes on the street. I do not recommend it mm -hmm. to anybody. Just like the, the Honda Fat Cat. It right. is not safe on the roads. But in 87, they said, we're going to make one you can put on the street. Mm. And they had to create this wheel package. Now, the weird thing is on the BW200 and the BW350, they use a jack shaft. Mm -hmm. So the counter shaft, the crank, the end of the uh, drive out of the transmission goes out to a sprocket, a counter shaft sprocket that we all know and love. It goes through a little tiny chain mm -hmm. 
to another sprocket that is further away from the motor so it can get around that ginormous fucking rear tire. So it starts the power in Ohio and delivers the power in Indiana, right? right? That's kind of how it works. This one, they just took a 200cc trail bike motor. And what did they do? I think you all saw it. They put a three-inch shaft. That, but the funny part was, I like, I like, I like my self-realization because I sometimes I realize when I'm an idiot, and I was like, "How would that work? Wouldn't it bend from the po- oh?" It's it 18, 18 horsepower. horsepower. <laughs> so the interesting thing is, when you think about the number eleven pounds feet of torque, yeah, we all can generate. Each one of us sitting here, <laughs> oh, yeah. each one of us can with our human quarter horsepower. We can, can generate finger. 11 pounds feet of torque. <laughs> there is not a problem creating 11 pounds feet of torque. Oh. So you don't need to have a third, you know, outboard bearing right. to support something. And that output shaft is girthy. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. that thing is solidly, you know, yeah. an inch and three quarters diameter. So it's really funny that that's what they did. Other interesting tip I found that when this bike was built, they did not actually have a tire that fit it. So yes, all of the previous BW and fat cut fat cat Honda and Yamaha and the van van all existed using off the shelf available ATV tires, agricultural tires that went on scramblers and all kinds of weird six wheeled vehicles. Can I take a moment to take this back to Honda? Please do. Well, Honda came up with the ATC 90 or the US 90. And that was really the first balloon tire that was put on the first ATC. Absolutely. So that was kind of like those. Yeah. That's where it all started. It all started right there. James Bond films be damned, right? Uh, and that was for the beaches, right? Like they, yeah. Originally, they were yeah. made. Beaches, from- sand, Pismo yeah. Beach, stuff yeah. like that. Go have fun. Glamis. So. And snow. They went to the tire manufacturer, of course, Bridgestone, famous for supplying tires to the Japanese motorcycle industry. And Bridgestone came up with this particular tire. What do you think they called the tire? Well, I know, but it's I didn't know until you mentioned it. It's pretty interesting, isn't it? Yeah. They called them death wings. They called them de- right, death wings. <laughs> Anybody's ever owned a KLR 650? It's a trail wing. So it just so happens that Bridgestone used the designation TW, trail wing, in that tire that they built bespoke tire for the TW200. Yeah. The Trailway 200. Uh, and so they do have an 18-inch wheel on the front. They have a 14-inch wheel on the back. The same that the Van Van eventually went to. Mm. Going to an 18 in the front and a 14 in the back. Super fucking cool, old school, guess where those tires came from kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I've, I also have only ever owned a clapped out piece of shit yeah, one. It's so, so surprising to ride this uh, and like it handled well. It, yeah. it stopped. Well, it has 690 miles on it. Yeah. And the guy who owned it before me spent money. Oh, yeah. He wanted to make it the very best trailway that it could possibly be. The TW stands for trailway, by the way. So uh, trailway. So he did the upgrade of he fixed the sprockets. So he changed from the original gearing to a taller gearing. So the bike no longer shoots the valves out at 60 miles an hour. <laughs> it can now go up to the 70 miles an hour that that Yamaha advertises. Right. Um, I haven't done a top speed run on it yet. I had it up to about 65 and it felt fine which I can't say the same for every other trailway or TW I've ever ridden. Uh, they normally don't like that. No, every time I want one, I ride one of these clapped out ones somewhere, and I'm like, I don't want this bike. Mm. Now I rode yours, and I'm like, I want this bike. <laughs> A lot of my friends have said that they spent 10 years looking for the perfect TW200, yeah. and they kept it for 10 weeks. Really? Yeah. 
Don't meet your heroes kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, he put a little bit of a handlebar riser on there. There's about two inches of handlebar risers, which is nice for bigger yeah. size adults. You guys talk about all the wonderful things, and then I'll talk. Exactly. Right on, baby. And he did... Uh, so he did that. He did a proper valve adjustment. He replaced the factory uh, air filter with an aftermarket air filter. He replaced the main jet with a, a better main jet for it. So it starts and runs a lot better than they do normally. Uh, and then he put some quick disconnects under the seat, which I thought was pretty badass because it used to be to get to the toolkit on this, you needed a toolkit to get to the toolkit. Right. Uh, like a Triumph, <laughs> right? But uh, instead, they put these weird bicycle uh, seat post cam lockers cam lockers yeah so they put those underneath so you could just undo those and get the seat off so that's kind of cool I thought yeah. that was neat a little attention to detail and uh, still kind of discovering little things here and there and he brought the whole box of parts that he took off of it to go along with it the skid plate that's on it now is beautiful yeah it's nice the skid plate that's on it could actually protect the motor does that come with the luggage rack or is that an no that's an add on so yeah. the way you see it in the pictures there that's the way they come out of the box from the factory and so he did the lug. He got the luggage rack on there, and a couple other fun little items. I've got a few other little things I'm going to do to it as but, well. But you know, it is really tasteful. Like you see some modifications sometimes, yeah. and they're kind of gaudy or something. Yeah. But he did a really tasteful job. Of I think you got the right color scheme. I yeah. do the black and tan. I really, yeah, the black I and like tan that. is right up my alley. The desert tan uh, that they only did that for two years, and then they just all became graphite gray. So I'm happy that I got a color that I really like. I like the tan fenders. I like the tan uh, the tan. Uh, decals on the tank i really enjoy it so i like it and so i wrote it around and then you guys all wrote it around and now what do you think i mean i gleefully wrote it i love that thing it handled way better like i said i've ridden clapped out ones that like you know it felt like the front wheel was coming off the forks were flopping around that felt like a motorcycle you don't it's weird i didn't even notice the fat tires when you're on right. the road it just felt like a bike yeah it was cool i like yeah. it i mean the slow bike but you know. i would imagine they're inflated to the proper inflation and <laughs> that, that before, probably helps quite a bit before i left yeah 18 I left, pounds I, I pumped them up right to the right pressure so uh yeah they're right where they should be for using it on the street under pressure they are <laughs> so but you know what it is uh, you know it's got a carburetor mm-hmm. it's got a little button choke on it. It's got a fuel valve, fuel control valve. It's so rudimentary because it is that. How many years ago was that? Yeah. Eight, 1987. It's like 33 years ago. Fuck <laughs> that, man. That is a long time ago. That's 36 years ago. 36. Isn't it? Wait. 87. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. But, but why mess yeah. with perfection? Uh, so John, so I got on it. First thing I noticed, couldn't start it. No, you couldn't start it. It would not start. Would not start. Um, then I turned the kill switch into the run position. <laughs> <laughs> I hit the starter button for 0.3 seconds and still did not start. No, no, the fuel injection never started up. <laughs> I couldn't hear the fuel pump ramping or anything. I thought it was a problem. Right. Then right. I was advised that it is a carburetor. A carbureted bike, yeah, that's it. Then I was told I must use the choke. So I looked for the pull handle up on the up on the handlebars or the thing this. And <laughs> like, where's the choke? I looked for the lever on the side of the carb. There wasn't oh no, there's a button, a pull there's out a button. Pull out. So choke. I don't know. That's not but in my world, that's an altitude compensator. <laughs> uh, so I don't know why I don't know why we have to use an altitude compensator at Cleveland. So I pulls out the altitude compensator and <laughs> gave it another poke, and it, it barely, it sort of fired up. I mean, this is a warmed-up bike. 
But no, it fired up and it ran pretty good. And <laughs> I got my safety specs on. <laughs> took her for a little toodaloo. You did? Uh, yeah, it was good. I mean, it's 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 very anemic. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not powerful. It's it's not even. I mean, I'm sure you could do wheelie if you just. I, I did one a, wheelie in the parking lot, and I was be, like, wow, that was a lot of work. It would be a lot of dropping the clutch. It would wind it up and burn. I could not. So I, I tried doing a. So my first thing is always just try to do a bounce wheelie. Just try to do a very basic Even bounce I wheelie. Do, I mean, I could normally, a lot of bikes, I could just sitting there, I could probably pull the front end. Oh, of up. course. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I, did a, I did the world's most pathetic bounce wheelie in the parking lot, and then I resorted to clutching it up. And I clutched it up. It clutched up just fine. But, you know, it. But yeah, there's not. I mean, you 16, had to have it like nine thousand RPMs. I had them at all the RPMs. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so ripped her down the street. Ripping is yeah. not what it. No, does. No, oh, no. You know, you just sort of change the gears, and it kind of goes a little faster as you yeah. change the gears. I didn't really try to. Didn't see much point in trying to hit the rev limiter. No, not sure it has one, but. <laughs> <laughs> not sure it needs one i don't think I, I, I don't think it can hit the rev unless you grab the clutch it doesn't i tried i tried like hell to find out if it had an electronic rev limiter and it doesn't get there it just doesn't go there it's under carbed so yeah, it, i would did uh, they have rev limiters in 1987 yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah the pistons yeah. left. <laughs> um, I always like yeah. to do this on, on a lot of bikes. I like to put, I know that you said they put a larger main jet in. Yes, they did, yeah. I yeah. would definitely consider at least one or two sizes up on the pilot jet. Oh, I think so. That gives you yeah. that low, you'll get yeah. a little more, you'll get a little bit of throttle response and a little more torque. That little, yep. nah. I agree. That said, it didn't stall or anything no. like that. It idles and runs and was pretty yeah. good. I mean, it is, does only have 600 miles on it. So it has 600 miles on it. And yeah. you did already do a valve adjustment. So the on it previous too. owner, he's a special kind of guy. So the previous owner did, he did good stuff. So he's a good, good owner. Yeah, good owner. Meticulous. So. Good owner. Yeah, really good owner. As you can see by looking at the bikes. So. Yeah, it looks like the, oh, yeah. it looks like the catalog. It does look like My the catalog. My Vespa only has 1,500 miles. See, there you go. Perfect. I agree. We're not trading, Dan. I agree. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I agree with the handling. I think it. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't really even know it had fat tires. Yeah. It was very nimble. I was able to, you know, do a little, you know, yeah. low speed stuff was real fun with totally it. Totally no fine. Pro- no problem. To, yeah. You know, you don't, probably won't dab if you're trying to trials it a little right. bit. Yeah. But I think it's the perfect bike for, like, if you're a regular swap shop attendee or a mid Ohio attendee or something where, or even a drag, I mean, how could you go wrong with that in an event? I agree. Big comfortable seat just yeah. tooting around on that. It's thing. not going to hurt you. No. Yeah. And I nope. think too, you could probably put it in second mm-hmm. for all day. Yeah. yeah. You never have to leave second gear and just, okay, okay listeners, I'm looking for a 25 year old. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, and you bring up an excellent point because yep. all you'd be giving up would be what you'd be giving up. Well, I don't just know break. if I no the electric start. Oh, now that I don't want to give up. I like pressing a button. So what Dan to make a bike wants, start. what Dan wants is just a frame with a blown. Ah. <laughs> and then you buy the new uh, one. Dan just needs the 10th digit in the VIN on. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> so we did talk about a half a dozen different motors. We'd like to put in it. We but, did yeah, talk about yeah. half a not dozen different motors. But the jack shaft kind of, fu- or not the non jack shaft kind of fucks it up. Cause then you, yeah. what do you do? You have to move the motor to the left. No, you don't. You just got to weld shit to the jack shaft. Oh. <laughs> okay. Let's get a, be honest. Get a wider motor. Get I, a, wonder, I wonder if get that, a wider motor. I'm sure a DRZ 400 is wider than a TW 200 motor. It might take up but most wonder, of the slack. Does that does that shaft bolt onto something, or is it? Is it's it, the shaft. It's just a big. It's okay. the shaft. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just the way that is. That's a different part number. You would have to disassemble yeah. the motor, machine a shaft, and put a shaft in it. I mean, and 
if it's a bigger diameter, then you know you would not be able to do that with the other motor. I just wish it was. Could like, I recommend could they have made cutting and welding? I'd make some sort of adapter. Make adapter. Make I've adapter. I've had no problem with as much meat as there. I've had no problem cutting and welding to that and getting something that'll spin up to 80 miles an hour without ripping itself to guts. You know, you I can mean, take the original bike. Okay. Yeah, with yeah. the original sprocket that's yeah, on there. Right. And then put a piece of tubing welded to that sprocket with another sprocket. Oh, I've done that. And you'd just yeah. be making it. Absolutely. Adapter, you know? Yeah. But you'd have to be pretty precise. Like, you know, Oh, it's less precise no, than you think. It wouldn't have to be precise. If no. that sprocket, went because like the this, wheel, it wouldn't even really exactly. matter. It's a chain. There's exactly. not a, it's the chain not a hard, takes up the slap. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you'd like it to be, and we would yeah. try to be, but it wouldn't have to, but you could be off by an eighth of an inch and you'd never know. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Cause it doesn't have the inertia. It doesn't have the mass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like if you were three ounces off on the tire, <laughs> you'd know, but if you're, an eighth of an inch off on the sprocket, yeah, you're not going to know until like 120 miles an hour. And this thing can't go 120 miles an hour. Right. So yeah, you're fine. I mean, you can be pretty sloppy on that stuff. I mean, you I watch junkyard wars. <laughs> a sprocket always has half a chain on one side. Exactly. Of it, so it's never, it's never balanced yeah, or anything. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And if you did happen to eat a sprocket or two, yeah, right, whatever. Or whatever, how many miles you're really going to put on this thing. But it is a, it is a silly motorcycle. It's a silly fun motorcycle. I'm glad we got it now. I'm glad we're going to have it for Mid-Ohio because I'm not selling the motherfucker, Dan. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep the Vespa for 10 months. Oh, just, uh, just sell your Vespa. You can, we can ride this thing at Mid-Ohio like the right. town pump. Yeah. I don't see any reason not to do it. What kills me about this particular bike, though, and that weird fetish around it, because talk about, for, for a very short while, what other motorcycles have been essentially unchanged since 87 mm-hmm. that you could buy right now at a dealership? You know, though, I'm getting excited now. I was going to push this off. Yeah. Now, so next week I'm doing my motor mounts for my van van. Yeah. I wonder if my 140cc van van is going to be able to beat this at Meadow. Very interesting. Very interesting. (laughs) That's the size of the dog in the fight, not the fight in the dog, or vice versa. Uh, That's an interesting one. Uh, I I would say, like, the pit bike motors that they're creating now are way more fucking powerful than the motors. Oh, hell yeah. This motor is not powerful. No. 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 Like, I don't know if you're going to be able to ride in first gear without doing wheelies on the 140cc bike. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll, yeah. We'll take those pictures when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'll be, uh, I'll believe it when I see it. (laughs) I I totally agree. Uh, the Suzuki DRZ, uh, came out in 2001. So that's had a good long run. The DRZ has been around for 22 years. That's a good long run. Uh, the, the Kawasaki KLX 250, right? Uh, that's been around a long time, right? How, when did that thing come out? Uh, I, I don't know. But aren't, they're fuel injected now, right? Well, okay, sure. <laughs> no, I mean, they're not. Even the yeah. KLR six fifty is fuel injected, the, right? Yeah, right, but right. it's not. Yeah, uh, I the six fifty is now. When you think about like, you know, what is the longest running in production to this day, continuously produced same motorcycle, like? U.S. or sold in the U.S. in our market, US, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. we're not going to try yeah. it, right? No. In Pakistan, they're still selling whatever. Like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's true, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the this one's got to be close. That's that's going to go back to the Honda uh, Cub. 
Or well, the Harley Davidson Sportster. And the Cub changed. Yeah, that's true. And that's to true. be fair, the Sportster hat. Uh, okay, it kind of has. What's that? No, it's changed a fuck lot. <laughs> it, it's it's changed a lot. It has changed with a so what really is the really longest running. With well, it? what about the DR six fifty? That might be close. That's close. That's been around, but I don't know when if that came in nineteen. So let's let's just throw it up. Let's find out who's been around the longest according to motorcycle experts and out there the, in the world. And the Honda XL six fifty R. Oh yeah, XR six fifty L is. That's true. That's true. The new ones look just like a 1984. Like there's not even changed this paint scheme on them. They have not changed. No, they haven't changed at all. So let's talk about who, who's got staying power. Oh. So okay, in other countries, obviously yeah. the CG125, yeah. the CG125 ran from the Honda CG125, a bike that we didn't need to know about because it left America as a CB125 right. and became other things. Uh, but it left America in the 80s, early 80s. But uh, 76 to 2008. Okay, very good. The Honda C50, 1958 to 2001. Holy shit. The Kawasaki Z or Z750, that thing was around from 79 to 2004. What? Yeah, the Z, the Zephyr. That's that's not a US one, right? No, it's definitely not. It is absolutely not. The venerable SR500 hit the market in 1978. Now, I will say the SR400 was being sold up until just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Right? The Van Van took a vacation away from America and did come back, and now it's no longer available in Suzuki's uh, catalog, but been around a long time. Uh, the a bike that we never really, nobody ever celebrated here was the the ZZR 600, which was really just a, a slightly modernized version of the GPZ. That has been around a long Ninja time. Ninja 250 had a good run, but now it's a 300. Yes. Now it's going to be a 400. Right. Yeah. And, and that is a tough thing. So uh, hmm. when you think about like the longest running motorcycle models in the American market, our podcast listeners need to chime in and fucking yell at us about this because I'm still thinking KLR, KLX, DR, right? When was they, the- they, all, they all changed and you can still buy a T-Dub. Just I like no, I mean that's a that's the thing. So, it's yeah, it's going to be between the it's going to be between the DR six fifty. Yeah, I think the Honda. I think you were right about the, the Honda. Six fifty. Yeah. That thing looks the same now as it did. It has the same black stupid muffler sticking. Look up. <laughs> when did they start making the XR six fifty L? Oh, that's a good one yeah, because that. Yeah. yeah, yeah all right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Honda XR. Yeah, that's a very good one. I think it just celebrated thirty years. I think it's more this than year, that, dude, or forty years. It is a long fucking time. It was released in 92. Okay, so the T-Dub's got it beat. It does. Really? Yeah, it says the XR650L was released in 1992 as a 1993 model. It combines the RFVC engine with the XR600 chassis. Oh, so there was a 600. It was a 600 for a long time. So let's just, let's just look up the XR 600. It's not, I mean, the 600. That's a change. That's That's a change. change. That's a pretty big change, right? Uh, Because the TW has not gone from a TW125 to a TW200, like the SR500 went to an SR400. I mean, that's a, that's a fairly decent change, right? Yeah, so 1985 was the XR 600's uh, first year uh, in out. But that's a really, that is still a really long time. I I don't know. But the T-Dub, man, the other thing hasn't. What about the DR? So the DR650 only got a car, or is it, or no, it's still carbureted, right? Oh, yeah, the DR650 is still. 
Steel carburetor. <laughs> All right. So when did the DR650 come out? Uh, let's tell you. Yeah, because I think I think we might be on to something there. Yeah, because they because they did they did betray us and they did fix everything that was wrong. Yeah, with the KLR. Right. Yeah. So uh, the DR650. And you have to pay a whole four hundred dollars more. Nineteen ninety. Ooh, close. So it did start as the DR six hundred, oh. and it became the DR six fifty in nineteen ninety. So the T dubs just barely edges it out. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's that's really something because that's 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 a long time. Brand, I'm like I'm getting dizzy trying to think of what other bikes are. Like that that, that's about it. There can't be much more than that. Isn't that fucking crazy, though, to think about that longevity, to think about anything that would be around for that much time and still be a bike you can go buy at your dealership for, you know, forty five ninety nine yeah. in today's market, which forty five ninety nine is not a lot of money in a two wheeled brand new motorcycle. Okay, how about, here's a new question. This will be good. And and, and with the, Phil only the one that's allowed to look it up. Everybody else has to use their heads. Okay. What is the longest running model so they can have changes? Like, you know, like the Ford Mustang. Oh, know, Mach, I get Mach it now. Mach, all right. Mach Ford. Yeah, all right. So what, what brand thought that that model was so important that we've had five versions of it? Because we know the Honda Goldwing started out as a GL1000, mm-hmm. went to the 12, and yeah. so it has about seven It's been generations. a Goldwing since 76. Well, a lot of people want to say that Royal Enfield is one of the oldest motorcycle bullet. companies, and the no, bullet. No, the bullet goes back to the 50s. I mean, honestly, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, so I'm wondering else to sort of bullet. Sportster. Sportster? That's, yeah. 1959, right? Something like that. Yeah. Or uh, 57. Because it is, it's pretty, it's been consistent. They've used that name forever. Yep. Well, didn't they just re- they killed it this last year, right? For a minute, for a minute. Oh, they brought yeah, it back. For, I think they're bringing it back out again. Yeah. Oh man, that is an excellent 1957 for the Sportster. Okay. And I mean that that earns it because yeah. What else? I the mean, Sportster has only been a Sportster, yeah, right? Yeah, it's right. been fucking weird. Like it well, left its original design idea, but it's only hasn't even really. I mean, the original ones were a thousand. I mean, like a, 750s. 750s yeah. and it grew to a, mm-hmm. a 1,000 cc. Yeah, yeah. 1,000 yeah. and 1,200. Yep. And 83. Yep. <laughs> Man. <laughs> the bullet started in 1932. Yeah. Oh, wow. Isn't that something? Yeah. yeah hey, Tom, right? did you know for 1,200 bucks we can take that 883 and slap a fucking. <laughs> 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 oh. And then you'll be a real you, biker. You can turn your 883 hugger into <sighs> a. Uh, into a 1200 with a screaming eagle kit for twice as what twice no, the you the bike that blue bike you have is that's a 1200 though it's it not, is it's yeah, not it's an 1200 yeah so i've got 183 screaming scream deal anybody out there in podcast land oh yeah i mean that's a beautiful that, bike. you're asking like how much i i want i don't want to quote like you 4500 bucks for it yeah, right that's right. what i yeah, thought yeah, it's like how many miles on it like none none like virtually none like yeah like so few miles on it that it's almost questionable whether or not the bike actually did that but it's 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 legit it's dan's got a scooter he'd be willing to trade somebody looking for a (laughs) (laughs) if you're looking for a sportster get on down and talk to uncle phil 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 Phil. yeah well i've got you know it's funny because i've got the two different ways you can buy a sportster i've got but they're backwards so i have an 883c that is completely chromed up and loaded up with all the fancy shit (laughs) the forward pegs like everything that is like you know, I'm going to be like the cool Harley guy. Right. And that's an 883 and it's got, it's a C. So it's got very little suspension travel in the back. Like yeah. it's not great to ride. 
And then the 1200 though, is just a straight ahead 1200 Sportster. There's no C about it, you know? And so it's like the pegs are kind of where the pegs are supposed to be. The handlebars are where the handlebars are supposed to be. It's got a carburetor. Like it's, <laughs> that's it's, what I would want. It's actually a really nice bike to ride. And it does give you, it has a certain amount of funk to it. Like it's got a certain amount of, oh, like mm-hmm. when you crack it, it, oh, and you're like, oh yeah, baby. You know, it's got a little anger in there somewhere. So, you know, if you're going to have a Sportster and I've had too many of them, the 1200cc is a really, really nice way to have a Sportster. And, you know, every 883 has a 1200 hiding just one cylinder kit away from it. So they're not really hard to, you know, it's not hard to create that. It's like, uh, it's like, it's like you, when you, you get the 883, you're, you're Harley curious. You're Harley curious. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you're committed, you go ahead and make that investment it's into the 1200. Oh, so true. <laughs> it is really, I mean, and that oh. is. And that is absolutely <laughs> true. Uh, it's uh, so hard to get my intruder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get the biggest fucking single I can get. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, no negative. It's an intruder 800 twin. Oh, the 800 twin. Okay, ah. there you go. Yeah. Right. Oh, you mean a Volusia? Sure. <laughs> uh-huh. You know what's crazy about all those Ouch. those uh, Suzuki? I prefer it being an intruder. I just <laughs> you, it makes me giggle. Anal if you look intruder. at the prices of like. Dude, you can buy a Suzuki Cruiser with 300 miles on it for like $17. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They oh, give this, the boulevards and yeah. the C50s and stuff. Like at some point, I think in the winter, they would pay you to pick one up and bring it home. <laughs> well, mine's coming free. So that's why I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 My brother's giving me a motorcycle and a house. That's interesting. Oh, is really? Is that what's happening? Yeah. A house? <laughs> You're um, going to be a, well, a mobile home on some property. Oh, oh there you go. There. He's more excited about the motorcycle. Yes, I am. (laughs) Suzuki did the M1800. So, you know, the the Suzuki M1800 was one of those. uh, It was one of those bikes that was just like. The fact that they didn't advertise it as an 1800, they they switched over to the American 109 system because they wanted to make make sure that even Harley Davidson riders understood that the Suzuki's motor was bigger. So they're like, (laughs) so you got an 88 cubic inch. It's a 109. Yeah. You got a 103 cubic inch, it's a 109. So a Japanese company took a step away from metric equations and literally said it's an M109 in America. In the rest of the country, they did call it, or rest of the planet, in Europe and stuff, it was called an M1800 intruder. So that bike was only called an M109 in places that spoke pubic inches. And that's a, it's a pretty mean bike. Did you say pubic inches? I did. I did. There's how many m- how many Freedom Eagles per ounce? Yes, that? <laughs> that bike is fun though. That, I've I've ridden one just for a second. This dude we traded like this a couple of years ago. It was it surprised me how fucking fast that bike is. They're very fast. Yeah, was it M one oh nine? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's a it's a very <laughs> very very torquey bike. Yeah. Power yeah. cruiser. It is. It really is. Well, the funny thing about it is. There's never been as much fake chrome put on a single motorcycle. That, that bike literally is nothing but plastic it's chrome. It's so crazy. There's like it's like plastic chrome yeah. and some paint on that chrome. Yeah, because I at first the when I jumped on the bike the first time and rode it, I was like, it's not as heavy as I thought it was going right, to be. Right. And then I realized the mirrors were plastic. Yep. I was like, wait a second, plastic mirrors. Mm. And then I was like, okay, plastic mirrors. I was like, okay, speedo nacelle, plastic. Mm. 
the entire thing that looks like that giant hydroglide front end is yep. all plastic. Yep. Yeah. And like underneath it are just traditional, regular oh, yeah. forks. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really weird bike to ride um, just because it, it's so bonkers. You, it, you nailed something that I didn't think but about. But it's only 118 pounds feet of torque, which I wanted to bring that up. Because yeah. it's not that much torque. It's fast feels though. I get it. I get it. But its top speed is only 120 miles an hour. It's 123 Herspers and it's 118 torques. The the entire point is the chrome and that big rear tire. It is that giant fucking cement roller on the back of that vehicle. Dude, you made a good point. Like I remember it and until you until you said it, I didn't think of it. But I remember getting on it thinking like, oh, this is going to be a fucking heavy motherfucker. No, oh, no. it's not it heavy. It wasn't at all. It's not you're heavy. You're absolutely right. It's all fucking plastic. guy I had work, uh, worked with had one, and he had like straight pipes on it. It was uh, the loudest thing. Oh, yeah. When he would start that up, it's like, blah, blah, blah. Everybody in the all of downtown Cleveland heard him riding <laughs> around on it. <laughs> and he's a huge black dude. And just yeah, well, like, yeah. And he had the chrome helmet and everything. And he, he looked the part. I mean, it was. No, it was it, the right bike for it him. It was like, oh, yeah. yes. And, you know, that's the one I, you know, I was riding with. And, you know, we oh, were. That was the, that was the, when you all. We were out wilding. Yeah. And uh, it was a <laughs> hot pursuit on the, you know, 103 mile an hour on the shoreway kind Wait, of Were thing. you a cop during this? Statue of limitations is long gone, John. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and that is a decent idea to think about the statute yeah, yeah. of limitations before you commit to that shit. It's not a bad idea to think about the statute of limitations before making a declarative statement that may, in fact, impact future career decisions. Yeah. Man, it's, uh, I could give a shit about my future career. I was going to say, he's hanging out in a room with us. I think that pretty much shoots the- Yeah. Well, where, is, where life takes me from now on is. <laughs> I just think about Halloween costumes I had not that long ago, and I'm like, nope, can't do that again. Yeah, right. You know, and yeah, I didn't start with the podcast till after I retired, so I didn't. Have to yeah, worry you're about safe. That. You're yeah. fine. Yeah, you nothing to worry about there. The uh, one of my favorite dumb motorcycles, and I still cannot get over how bad this motorcycle was, but yet there are people that fucking go crazy loving it. Um, one of my, one of these bikes that just wins the. I'm just stupid category is the Kawasaki Vulcan 2000. <laughs> the Kawasaki Vulcan 2000. I hate those squirrel out on you right now, but yeah. have you ever wanted to just get fired? <laughs> I don't, and it's not because I hate my job. Love my job. I just need to like be unemployed for a while to get caught up on all the shit that I have to do. I am so busy. I need to be unemployed, collecting unemployment, so I can just like get my life to fucking gather, man. I'm not. I've been. I have a lot of projects. Yeah. I have a whole warehouse full of projects. Oh. I keep buying projects. But I'm too employed to do them. I have no time. I, I, I at this point, I, you're just warehousing. It's I'm fine. just warehousing. It's, it's just you're like I said, you're holding them until something happens. If I did five projects a year, I would have to live to be 137. <laughs> That's just the way the math I works. Think out. of Bill Mirar and how yeah. he had a collection of hundreds of hundreds of, of all states, all states. Yeah, and yeah, he was absolutely. going to when he retired, he was going to work on them. And, <sighs> then, and as soon as he retired, he said, "Fuck this," and he Fuck sold it. them. Yeah. 12, 12 for $10. Come get them. <laughs> he wholesaled off. He's like, I'm not, I'm going to Florida. I'm not working on this shit. I feel like, uh, one of our dear friends of the shop, Joe Casola comes into the shop yesterday and Joe's one of my besties from way, way back. 
nobody can build a motorcycle engine like Joe Casola can. He's, he's one of my favorites. But even he, when he was selling me three garbage vintage Vespas, garbage, trash, trash. And I was giving him real money for them. I was buying his trash. Not one of these bikes runs, and only two of them have motors. Perfect. One of them has an agriculture wheel on the back of it, welded to a piece of steel, so you can roll it around. <laughs> roll it. Rally bike. <laughs> Garbage. I, is is Garbage. that like a Pirate Imports Sprinter or something? No. They're all... That bike's on, that, that speedometer on that green one's got miles on it. It's because it's a GL. It's a really, really old 1963 right. GL. So it is what it is. It just needs a motor. I happen to have a motor for it. So anyway, <laughs> not getting too deep into this. Yeah, well. The point is, many years ago, I was like, I'm going to stop buying dumb projects. And my buddies who are selling dumb projects like, Phil's still buying dumb projects. <laughs> so they're turning their scrap metal into money. And I keep giving them money. Mm-hmm. You can get scrap or you can take it to Phil and he'll give you a I literally... Had a deal written where I was going to give currency and I was going to buy three bikes. And then in the 11th hour of the deal, the deal changed and I gave away a running 1959 Triumph Tiger Cub. I threw that in on the deal for not very much money. A running bike, a bike that ran and had a title and you could ride. It was was very handsome and it was very correct and original and very low miles. But the point being, I knew I had ridden that Triumph cover, that Tiger Cub once, and it was awful. <laughs> it was one of the worst motorcycle I still experiences. See you made out hard on that deal. Uh, you know, you know, <laughs> just the fact that it left your life. You, you, died, you, um, yeah. you know, I'm I'm right here with that. Is <laughs> the best day you can sell something is when it runs and you hit. Uh, you know, that's the thing is it uh, ran and it's gone. That Triumph Tiger Cub was just waiting to pick the perfect moment to make me walk home from somewhere far yep. from my house. <laughs> it's that's a, all that bike was doing. Oh, yeah. That bike was just waiting to fuck it, me over. It, it, Good. It looked amazing. I'm sure not going to lie. It looked great it in the middle great. of the showroom. You know where it looked even better? In the back of that truck going away. It always reminded me of a putt-putt motor. Yeah, like the oh, you, you spin the flywheel and it goes pop Oh yeah, pop yeah, they're, they're, they're great, horrible bikes. <laughs> it's such a sad. Bike. And you yeah. know, I'm not gonna lie, the the three bikes you got are kind of horrible. But you know, they're they're at the same rate. I, I they yeah, they take up more space. They take up more space. <laughs> they take up more space. There's, I just don't have space. Um, if my warehouse caught on fire. I'd have mixed emotions. Yeah. It would take me a minute. It would take me a minute to really, really assess the situation <laughs> and think about like, well, how bad is this? Well, I, I know at least what five of my bikes are there that I have. And I know which five bikes are in from. there and that wouldn't hurt you that and bad I'm either. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't miss them. I think we would both recover from I, that I quite kinda, well. I kind of miss having the coaster around, but every time I rode it, I remembered exactly what, how long I had till the, the Christmas tree gear was going to go out. It's so. not a good bike to keep around. <laughs> yeah. But it was very, it, I thought it was very, very funny that the, that the three bikes that showed up. Yeah. That was a bad yeah. move. I shouldn't have done it. No, that rally's okay. Move. Shouldn't have done it. Is that a 180 or two? It's a 180. I like rally 180s. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's, that's worth They're it. They're sexy. But it is like when John says that there's not enough time and there isn't enough time, there's just not, there's, there's no, there's no time to do the things that we want to do because we're 
doing the things we have to do to earn money. Well, I just the whole concept is really hitting me hard right now. I spend the majority of my best time making other people's dreams come true and working oh, for somebody else. And, right. You know, well, I want to just be like spend a lot of time making my dream come true. Yeah. You know, you know, I figured this out the other day. Even Becky was a little bit like, what? But I figured I work. I'm usually there about six days a week. Yeah. Usually there about eight hours a day as best I can. Yeah. And I have yet to get that Stella running that we're going to need running here in about two months. And, <laughs> you know, all the other little things I keep saying, yeah, I'd like to do that yeah. because there is so it's much It's amazing going what I can on. do when I just have a whole day to myself. Oh, right. Oh, dude, right. And I'm just, I can just do anything. I can get this done and I can get that done. Maybe Imagine just if I had an Don't extended- go to work. Yeah. I had an extended period of unemployment. Um, Dude, that's what everybody says. Like, what do you want to do if you can retire? I'm like, I want to tanker. I just want to do all uh, the uh, But you got to wait till you're 80 years old to do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, the that's the problem. Oh, 80. That's if I fucking win the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one good thing is I literally have to buy nothing now because you literally right. just throw everything at me that I would ever possibly want. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here, fix this. Okay. Yeah. Tom still hasn't seen how we do in the winter. So mm. Tom hasn't experienced that whole like winter <laughs> because like Tom hasn't had a winter in a no, long time. No. You're going to get to build a lot of projects. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You know what? I know somebody that has a lot of projects. Winter <laughs> is a different and winter is a whole <laughs> different story. Right now we are, you know, that whole make hay while the sun shines oh, thing that yeah, people yeah, talk yeah. about in our business and what we do right now, April and May are, Gangbusters! I was right oh, yeah. there last year with you guys. Man. April, I, April and May are gangbusters. I used to and laugh. It's just it's a little chiller. It backs off a little bit. I, I think this is going to be a different winter though for you, I, especially with Tom. Yeah, and I know Tom. You're a fantastic mechanic, <laughs> and I mean, we had a winter where things were tight. Yes, we did, and I was busy. Yes, we, we made good money. We all made money winter long. all winter long, and because I can find all the people who right. you were like, nah, no, well, they yeah. can all come back in the winter time. That's right, <laughs> and yeah. you can be busy for yeah. as long. As I can you want. make. I can. Turns out, it turns out after twenty two some years of doing this, turns out I can make money show up. Yep, you know we can do that. We can work as hard as we want to work. I just remembered how crazy it was when, like, you'd have things scheduled. And like, so you're already like the day was already insane. Yeah. We had a day booked out. <laughs> oh, Tom's been experiencing oh, that. Yeah. But then, but then like in the middle of it, you're like, oh my God, there's a lot going on. And then right. UPS shows up with 10 bikes. Right. You're yeah. like, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was crazy. What was okay. it again? Four, I, four o'clock and 15 bikes. We show had 19 up? bikes show up at 4 p.m. Oh, hey, hey, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Does, does, does Phil like the wheel, uh, like a maxi scooter back there and say, Hey, this guy wants a front rear tire, maybe brakes, first service. He's going to go get a cup of coffee and he'll be back to pick it up. Um, we've had a couple He's going over to Blackbird. He's going to go sit over at Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, wait. He was going to go sit at Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah we've had a couple. That's had a couple fun. Of those. And then the one guy that came in, he was like, yeah, I'm going to, you made an appointment. Yep. And oh, brought yeah. his bike by to get some stuff done. And I, of course, had it done. And it was sit and wait. Yep. Gee, I hope I don't fuck something up. And then, they, right and, then they, and then they call him. Well, it was, it was easy. It was fairly easy, fairly quick stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so they call him up and he's like, okay, let me get an Uber. And we're all like, what? 
<laughs> oh, don't go anywhere. That was exactly it. Like, oh, yeah. Tom was basically done. Oh, so yeah. it was like, it was like, and the guy just like the guy who was like, while you wait service, just oh, yeah. fucking fucked off. Like, <laughs> like, what was the point of doing a while you wait service, right, man? man? <laughs> but this guy, I told the guy, to sh- I told the guy to drop his bike off at 10, put the keys in the mailbox. Oh yeah. He was there at nine 45. Uh, Wanted to have a conversation. Yeah. He's a talker. Fuck that. And then, uh, <laughs> and then he did eventually fuck off. And we open at 11, right? And I, I wheel, you know, because you got to, if you're doing valve adjustment, spike got to be cold. If you're doing service spikes, yeah, got to yeah. be cold. All, you know, there's rules. Uh, so he fucks off and uh, he disappears. I have no idea where he went. Mm-hmm. But then he rematerialized at the worst possible time when I get like <laughs> seven people in my shop that all need attention. And it's like, wow, motherfucker. And this is with the door locked on appointment only basis. It is a strange job. It's a strange job on the best of very best of days. But it's also a strange job when people are like, oh, um, I remember when I told you I was going to bring this bike in in November. I I do. I wrote the service order. I ordered parts for you. I I was ready for you. Mm -hmm. Well, it's May now. And can I have it done by tomorrow? Yeah. And you're like, no, yeah, sure. no, you can't. But I can't say, I can't tell you the words I want to tell you because I have $600 worth of parts I ordered for you. So the things I think you need to hear, you're not allowed to hear <laughs> because then I would be eating those $600 worth of parts. If it feels good, don't say it. <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> this, is, this is, of course, why you have two doors and two people between me and customers. Right. Yeah. That's, there's, there's a virtually impenetrable barrier. You cannot get to Tom. Uh, interesting things we learned. I worked at the shop. I don't think I ever spoke with a customer. Ever. No, no, no. I had a hard, I don't talk to customers. Right. That's a good, that's yeah. the best attitude to have. The, what is a very funny thing is we've, this year we started a new program where we're giving people a substantial discount if they pay in cash. We're trying to leave some of the credit card problems behind because credit card processing is 4% now. Holy shit. Oh yeah. 4%. That's insane. So for me to run your card. So if your card gives you no benefits, if your card is a fucked up card and you don't get anything for using it, it's 2.9% for me to run it. If your card gives you like a basket of flowers once a year or any sort of promo whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like a discount on another card, right? Uh, It's costing me 4% to run it. Wow. So that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of fucking money. And it turns out at the end of one year, it's what we could pay for two employees to be there. Sure. So so I'm trying to have a thing where if you pay cash, I'll give you a substantial discount. I don't have to swipe your card. Saving money. Plus, it's goodwill that you're, you know, everyone likes a break. Right. So I tell people, hey, look, I got your services done. It's 312 bucks. If you pay me cash, though, it's going to be two eighty. Right. So go find some scratch. Yeah. Go get a go get a cash advance on your card, <laughs> but I don't want to fucking deal. That's with true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. How do you define cash? Handy little uh, paper dollar bill things. Paper doggets. Small portraits of dead presidents. Yeah, that. Okay. Or coinage, that's cash. If you have a gold, yeah. gold nuggets, you know what a debit card is? Fuck you. Oh, because they take percentages from that. They do, because it's got a Visa cool. logo on the back. Yep. Cocksuckers, man. Yep. It's got a Mastercard logo on the back. It still goes to the network. Please, we don't say cocksucker. We say sword swallower. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another thing. So I brought you a check. That's not cash. Right. Look, man. If somebody tells you cash, 
I'm going to tell you how to live a better life. <laughs> if I can't pay a stripper with it, it's not cash. Show up with your shackles, man. <laughs> Somebody comes in with a big bag of Coke. Game <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, on. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to make it as very plain as I can make it. A check is not cash. A debit card is not cash. A check that came from your credit card company yeah. that you're going to like these bonus checks that people yeah, get. Oh, yeah. That's not cash. Cash Wait, is fucking cash. Have you tried to use one of those? All the time. Oh, my God. All the time. And so we have this thing where I tell people on the telephone, I'm like, yeah, bring cash. Right. And these guys will show up with a check or they'll show up with a debit card or they'll show up with a bank check or whatever. And they're like, well, it's the same as cash, right? I'm like, no, who said that? Yeah. Like, who the fuck told you your debit card was the same as cash? Because it's not. Right. It's absolutely not. Oh, well, this is my check I got in the envelope the other day, a credit advance check. Just use it like, no, it's not cash. If the stripper won't take it, it's not cash. Is there, so let me ask you something. And, and this is my naivety about this, but couldn't you just say like, you know, cash, whatever, this and that. If you're paying with the card, there's a 4% surcharge. I can, but motherfuckers hate that. Not motherfuckers, my lovely customers. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It is because people don't like surcharges. Right. Nobody likes surcharge. Yeah. Nobody but likes a surcharge. The thing though is like, why are you taking the? Hit I went for to their a drive-through restaurant the other day. Yeah. A drive like a drive-through restaurant, like a place that I ordered food and picked my food up. It was it's a goddamn cost of doing business. Drive-through. Yeah. So I went to a drive-through restaurant, and as I went through my drive-through restaurant, I picked up my food. The guy goes out. He goes, um, I gave my card. And he goes, gives me the, the thing back with a clipboard and a pencil, a pen. And he goes, would you like to leave a tip? Oh, yeah. Thing. That's and I was crazy. like, this is a drive-through. Yeah. <laughs> this is the definition of no service. Right. Yep. You right. can't keep my beverage glass filled. You can't keep restocking my butter right. or salt. You've done nothing. Because... There isn't that. Right. You took my food and you put it in a box and, and you pushed it out a window. It's hard for me to justify giving you a gratuity right. on top of that. And I, w I was like a little bit shocked because tipping in America has gotten out of goddamn control. Yes, yep. Because basically you asked for a product and got it. Yeah. There was no service involved. The no. act of making the product is not your concern. No, if I, it, it would take me less effort to press buttons on a vending machine. Right. And it would be like if I, I bought like, you know, I bought a, you know, a thing in a vending machine and sure. it came out and then they said, oh, by the way, would you like a 10, 15 or 25 percent gratuity yeah. on this vending machine experience? <laughs> yeah. What's that again? Fibo and in, in, in Holland, Amsterdam Fibo. What's that? The one where they had the it's the automat. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. We haven't had automats since yeah, yeah. what, the 30s yeah. here, 40s? Yeah. 50s but, for sure. Yeah. But they it's, I think it's Fibo in Amsterdam yeah. where it literally is just this automat where sure. there's one person in the back. They keep feeding. They That's the fine. I. Because sometimes all I want is the food. Yeah. That's all I want is food. When I go to places that give me customers, <laughs> anybody who's ever waited on me at a bar knows I'm the guy you want to wait on at the bar. Yeah. You've traveled with me. Uh -huh. We know how I roll. Yeah. When I'm given service, you're going to get tipped. It's yeah. going to be silly yeah. the way you get tipped. But if you hand me a pizza through a window... <laughs> Yeah, Don't ask me. Another thing too is asking me for a tip. Right. I'm like, oh, now it's super duper fuck you. Yep. And I do. And during the time of COVID, I was tipping the people at Taco Bell. I tipped the guy at Wendy's 20 bucks. 
because they were coming to work yeah. an eight or 10 hour shift when the whole rest of the planet wasn't working. Right. There were two people working, Cleveland Moto and Wendy's, <laughs> right? I assure you, even Aldi closed for a minute yeah. and we never closed. We never closed and Wendy's never fucking closed. <laughs> so God damn it, I gave Wendy's a tip. The lady, at, well, that lady at Wendy's was stressed. She was stressed and I gave her 20 bucks because yeah. she was stressed. She needed a little help, right. you know? That was my own stimulus package. <laughs> And, uh, but it was the funniest thing that that's turned into what that is. And here at our shop, when somebody goes like John, like John just said, the cost of doing business. Yeah. Well, you take credit cards, don't you? Yes. My paper boy takes credit cards, asshole. Everybody <laughs> takes credit. Have you not heard of square? Right. Like everybody takes no. the, snap, like only fans. That's how they operate is credit cards. Mm. And the credit card companies love it because it's credit cards. Right. The whole world is designed to eliminate cash. Fuck no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I won't take Amway products either. Uh, no, I won't do that. But it's funny when you think of maybe for the Bieber, 30 or 40 year old men come to my shop and I'm like, well, yeah, just, you want to pay the balance on the vehicle. Just bring a check. Well, I haven't had a check in years. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, diversify your fucking assets. Cheating fucking come on, man. If you don't have a checkbook, there are things that you're going to have to pay for with check. I get that. That is, it. if you're not going to have a checkbook, then you better be goddamn good when I ask you to do a wire transfer. Because I do wire transfers all the time. Yeah. I'm great at wire transfers. I can do a wire transfer with you just like that. But if you don't know how to do a wire transfer, like off the top of your head, then you better have a checkbook. <laughs> so either know how to do a wire transfer out of your bank with your routing number and everything else, or have a checkbook, one of the two. If you can't do an on-the-fly wire transfer, like some of the 22-year-old kids coming to my shop, they got that shit nailed down. They got online banking down to a science. They're good at it. I mean, they're good at it. They can buy a small item and do online banking, and it works perfectly smooth, and there's no 4%. Right. They're good at it. Kids that we make fun of, they're good at it. But adults are like, I don't know. I haven't written a check. I had a guy write a check the other day. Didn't even know how to write a check. Like he had a check. It was like check number 0001. Yeah. And I had to coach him on how to write a check. If you don't do checks, understand how to do wire transfers. Yeah. Yeah. Or accept the fact that you're giving 4% of every transaction to a company called JP Morgan Chase. Right. That honestly doesn't need the money. <laughs> they just keep bank buying all these smaller banks, John. Yeah. So it's a very, it's a really fucking hilarious thing. Uh, hey, the, I spent some money today, guys. I spent some podcast money. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh huh. We now have three swap meet booths. Oh, sweet. But I got two of them right close to the good bathrooms. Nice. <laughs> so we have eight eight twenty seven up on the hill that John likes by the fence. So we got A27 up there. Check. Premier. Got that. Premier location up by the fence. Uh, high point in case the water comes in heavy. You know, nice. you're, you're good. Yeah, you got yeah. good high ground. And you can park vehicles on the other side of it and move your shit right in like we did last year. It's really good. Mm-hmm. But then That's I got always good. two booths directly behind the AMA registration swap me vendor booth. Hmm. Okay. So everybody's going to be right there. And they are literally, if you draw a line between the AMA registration booth and the good shitters. <laughs> that's where we are. Nice. We are one row behind them. So I got a double booth there. So that's easy because you get the trucks in and out easy. Yep. 
So you can get bikes in and out super easy, get trucks in and out super easy. Very cool for us. Dan, can you tell me about this beer? Because it's pretty fantastic. Uh Uh-oh, what do you got going on there, boys? We're drinking uh, Chris Smith's beer. <laughs> stuff I brought from from Wisconsin. He didn't show up tonight. Is so. the, what is that? It's the the New Glarus Belgian Red. It's a that's cherry sour. Oh. Yeah, oh, that's not. Try a sip of that. I can't. Okay. Thank you. No, he can't. Yeah, I really legitimately <laughs> cannot. Bill, Bill, there's another. <laughs> I like giving invitations to people who aren't drinking alcohol and people who can't have gluten. Come yeah. on, have some. Oh, good. Thanks. I'll keep it on myself. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this stuff is like dessert. It's, it's candy beer. <laughs> yeah, it's like drinking jelly. Yeah, is that the? Is that the? No, is no, that no. The, it's, it's like drinking a cherry pie. Is that the? Is that the Belgian red? Yep. Yeah, the Belgian red. Yeah, yeah that's Delicious. pretty rad. That that's pretty fucking rad. Uh, what's weird about that? There's a pound of Door County cherries in every four pack. Wow. Think about that. It's good though. There's it's, a it's, pound of cherries. It's not in like jelly. every single four pack. It's just the perfect. It's sweet and, and cherry, yeah. but yeah. it's not ridiculous. You know, yeah. it's not red yeah. pop. So it's balanced. It's really nice. It's really fucking. I mean, it is delicious beer. So wait, uh, you've I, you've so, brought that before. Let me yeah, guess. I've tried that before. Yeah. Did it, is the recipe from monks? No. No. Okay. No, it just from, looked like a monkey kind of like, <laughs> like a monkey kind of. We're an old Wisconsin German guys. Yeah, all right. Uh, I don't. Yeah, that's one of those. That's one of those beers that mm. even people who don't like beer mm. they like that a lot. I like that a lot. Yeah, it like it's easy to like that. Yeah, beer. but you like beer. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have one of those before the night's over for sure. Must. It's a must-have for real. The uh, <clears throat> when we think about going into the AMA Vintage Days idea. Mm-hmm. We had some pre-gaming today, a discussion about the Bourbon Ferry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And since we have the um, Bourbon Blaster 3000. <laughs> yeah. Now, oh, boy. Oh, boy. We thought that there should be a companion to the Bourbon Ferry. Yeah. Maybe sort of a built-in security, maybe. Because you're going to be wearing a 2 yeah, that's what I did last year. Right, a four four and eight eight, whatever it comes out to be. <laughs> twelve by twelve. <laughs> twelve by twelve. <laughs> so, we thought that in addition to the Bourbon Fairy, we should have the Malort Demon. Yeah. So, <laughs> since we have the technology, oh Malort. <laughs> so I, we figured, oh, my Lord, that we should just grab a couple of bottles of Malort. Yep. Do up a, a bandolier. A Malortalier. A Malortalier. Yeah. Malortalier. is one of the best <laughs> programs I've Oh, God. Oh, now somebody in Chicago is going to run with this Malortalorian? Oh, God. <laughs> this is the way. Oh, God. <laughs> the Malort I, Mister. Wow. <laughs> you got to get Jim from Bandcamp. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's the Malort. He is yeah. the Malort. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yes. So, instead of the uh, the... Bourbon Fairy 3000. You can call him the Dark Malort. The Dark Malort. The oh. Dark Malort. Yes. So we're going to have the Malort Demon, and the Malort <laughs> Demon will have the sprayer. And so I think the rule is whoever is the cool guy in the posse, like, because when he shows up, yeah. when he shows up, like, illuminated yeah. Meckel Fresh Bourbon Fairy, yeah. it's the cool guy who walks up and goes, oh, yeah, hit I'll me. Hit yeah. me. Yeah. Hit me, baby. He instantly earns. The right to point out which one of his asshole friends gets to visit the Malort demon. Yes. <laughs> so it's kind of like Krampus. You, yeah. You're kind of like sicking an evil demon on your worst friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the cool guy who gets up, the first guy who steps up to the fire hose, yep. 
gets to say, He's and you hit Jimmy. Yep. Yep. And yep. so then the Malort demon goes over and, and distributes his wares unto the uh, facial orifice of the and then, uh, and, and here's the thing. fart knocker in the group. So then we can even get kind of weird and let that person either choose to be good or evil to the next. That's friend. a good point. Pay it forward. Yeah. So like, oh. like if you do that, then you get a credit somehow or something. Well, like I do think it can be dealer's around. choice. Yeah. I think yeah. at that point, the Malort demon has a lot of leeway. Yeah. Yeah. Has a lot <laughs> of fucking leeway because at that point, you know that what normally happens is then it turns into, Oh no, hit Tommy. Yeah. And very rarely does it turn into anybody's like joy of the relationship. Like nobody's paying it forward at that point. When the Malort comes out, it's just, well, I had to take a hit. So now you have to take, take a hit too. <laughs> and that's really the deal. Nobody's ever, nobody's ever had Malort wandering to the liquor store and going, you know, I think I'd like to try that. No, you've always had Malort thrust upon you by somebody who just wanted to see your face. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it's Malort is a lot like your first anal experience. <laughs> Did you ever have the unicum Svek? Svek? Svek, yeah, of course. The Hungarian yeah. stuff. That's, yeah. that's the first time I had that's like that. That's way, way better than Malort. And that's, that's, I that's agree I with Dan. Done. I think that Svek is that's, that's kind of drinkable. My her- yeah. Yeah, my herbal. Yeah. If you have to get your herbal on, the Svek is kind of a drinkable drink. Malort has that, just that finish. <laughs> Of like a wet pack of cigarettes. Like if you found a wet pack of cigarettes in the bottom of the canoe. I think it tastes like. It made tea. It made tea. (laughs) If you, if you sucked, if you sucked on an old dish rag. Okay. That's the, that's the flavor it tastes. But I, I still say. Yeah. Turpentine, yeah. and colored, and and colored pencil shavings <laughs> See, dude, that were aged next to an old dirty mop in a janitor closet at an art school. No, so you guys man. are missing the citrus notes. I, I, say, <laughs> I do. You're missing I the grapefruit notes. And to me, it's like, to me, it's, it's walk down the hallway of a high-end hotel. Get the room service tray that has the old grapefruit sitting in it, the half a grapefruit. With a cigar put out in it. With a cigar put out in it. (laughs) See, everybody's missing the point, though. My Lord isn't meant to be drank like that. It's an aperitif, isn't it? It's supposed to settle your stomach. You're just supposed to have one little blapper of it after you've had a meal to help your, it's a digestive. You just sip it slowly. Yeah, you're not supposed uh, to be elaborate. drinking from you're a Malort fire hose. Elaborate. You're supposed Let's to be savoring the flavor. Let's go back to blapper. What the fuck is a blapper? <laughs> ever did a blapper? What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck, man? Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never had a blapper? A blumper? What? A blumpkin. Who's <laughs> had a blumpkin? I know he's had a blumpkin. I know he's had a blumpkin. A blapper. A bl- <laughs> well, that is, that was, is usually a drug term. Yeah. Just so you know. Uh, Just so you know. I'm not hip my, to that. My one buddy. A I'm not trying to make you feel stupid or anything. <laughs> it was like, hey, you want to do a blapper before we go to class? <laughs> blapper. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Set me up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, three stars. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. 
come back from class, do another blapper. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, it was just an older kid grooming him. Oh. Okay, guys. So let's get it. Let's get straight from the fucking horse's mouth, if you will, um, because I think that that's that's where we are at right now. So uh, you know, we could just put straw rum in the in the bourbon blaster. What? One, I'm not willing to give up any of my straw rum. No. So I will give, you know what? I have only given, let's make a declarative statement. I've given Malort to great many an asshole mm-hmm. who rightfully deserved it. I've only given straw rum to my friends. True. Because I think they deserve the experience. The experience of Malort, that's not good. <laughs> it's never good. It's never good. It's never like, well, I'm so glad I did that. <laughs> Whereas the experience of straw rum is unique. I love rum. Yeah. I, I think it's a stretch to call straw rum. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> if, if I did, if we did a blind taste test and we had one shooter of straw rum, yeah. And we had one shooter of any other rum on God's green fucking earth. Rot gut moonshine. Doesn't matter. No, but rum. And we said one of these is rum and one of these is not rum. Even a person who did not know what rum is would be able to identify the thing that didn't kill them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because the thing that killed them <laughs> is straw. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> it. Curious. Through the decades, Jepson's Malort, a traditional wormwood-based digestive, has been thought of as a rite of passage or a hangover cure. For many Chicagoans, Malort is the drink that has defined the Chicago bar experience. Because in Detroit, they just steal your wallet. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it is hilarious that on the company fucking website, on the company website, they have nothing but the memes of looking at your phone the morning after taking 10 shots of Malort and it's Obi-Wan holding his head in disbelief. Um, they have a Malort romper. They do. There's all kinds of stuff. The whole thing about this, this Swedish Chicago digestive that is what they called a Biskbrenvaven, I guess. Can Dan, you want to help me with that one? No, but no, no. Okay, right. Dude, I just had a thought though. Yeah, it has a name. It actually has a name. Why? I mean, they're saying it's wormwood, right? But they're not calling it absinthe. No, they're not. Uh -uh. Mm -mm. No, but but absinthe is way different. Yeah, way better. Way better. So the 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 marketing thing says Carl Jepson begins producing his Besk Brenvin. Beskbrenvin, a traditional Swedish style of bitters, and sells it as a medicinal product that rids its imbibers of stomach worms and other parasites in the body. Jepson skirts federal regulation, giving the recurrent conclusion by law enforcement that nobody would drink this concoction recreational. It's it, look, guys, I'm telling you, prohibition, prohibition didn't affect the sales of this product because it could not be drank recreationally. So it was clearly only medicinal for killing worms. Now, just like chemotherapy, Will it it almost kill? kills the well, person. No, that's the that's the point of wormwood. Will it actually kill the worms though? I mean, worm, that'd be great. Like like wormwood is supposed to. If it's a wormer, here I'll, this is better. Yeah, yes, it is better. <laughs> right. Listen, listen, Set listen, me so, up, dude. Give me. I'll drink a blapper of that. They just they just uh, 
They just made it legal in Ohio, right? So it, that means that Mid Ohio is going to be soaked with this shit this year. I, don't, I disagree. Now you don't have to drive no, to Chicago to get it. I disagree. It. No. I disagree. No, it's going to be a bunch of assholes trying to be the funny guy. Yeah, Yugos have look. Yugos have been legal in Ohio since 1983. We're not overrun with Yugos. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes a bad idea is just a bad idea. I'm telling you. Right. You're going right. to see it. Man. Now if somebody shows up in a Yugo. People will circle around to look at the fucking idiot. Right? I'm Look at the idiot you. with the Yugo. Just a little bit. Right. Yeah, okay. But you. not even. Well, I was going to get the spoon right. and, the, and the ice and stuff. You've got to get the spoon and the needle and the yeah. lighter. And, I, mean, right, I, right. I just use it for the. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to do it in her Venus. <laughs> <laughs> is that how this is So going the Swedish Brandvin. Well, you know, we're not here. The Swedish Brandvin did come with a stem of wormwood in the bottle. Huh. So, to, to give you that hint or that suggestion of wormwood, this smells like ouzo. Because it actually did used to come with a, a little stem of wormwood inside the bottle. So that's that's fine. There you go. Okay, yeah, that's, that's great. That's good. <laughs> I, I remember that. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> go for it. I mean, I I do that have this. I do have that's the spoon good. and the uh, spoon and everything else upstairs, but so. When you'd, when you'd like to think right? about the original marketing strategy, the yeah. original marketing strategy. Now get the tick back out. Of Malort. <laughs> it was something like, hey, it's the same as denatured alcohol. <laughs> so when you, uh, when, you, when you look at the original marketing strategy of this product, they said that um, they started a 40-year hobby Exclusively marketing Jepson's Malort. A hobby. That's not the idea of a, a good liquor. Uh, they literally said only a horse's tail would switch from Jepson's, the world's driest <laughs> dry liquor. Driest? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> there you go. They did it as a hobby because they didn't think anyone would pay for it. I don't imagine anybody would. I, and... Not even you know, getting into, not even getting too deep into what Malort is. It's not a great thing. And, and I've only met one person in my life that's like, I actually like the flavor of it. But it's not, <laughs> it's not a great. I like well, it. Well, I mean, James. Exactly. James is the perfect example of somebody that drinks way too much Our Malort. friend James has an affinity for Malort. Yeah. He I, really does. Like, like it's, it's scary. When I race cyclocross, we would <laughs> he go kind of likes it. He day. does. Like, oh, at the end of a cyclocross God. race, me and my three friends would finish a bottle of Malort. We loved that shit. It tasted like the mud. It was, it was, it was <laughs> same thing. You already had a mouthful of mud. <laughs> go for it. Mouthful of mud. Drink Malort. So One of my comments. <laughs> I became fond of it. I'm just telling you. On their own website, it says, in an effort to keep Malort's full-bodied flavor, Patricia and Sam secured a long-term source for the strongest, most unpalatable wormwood. <laughs> now, this didn't happen in the 1800s. This happened in 2016. <laughs> we can remember that. I have socks from 2016. <laughs> it's not a long time ago. But somebody said, bring me your worst wormwood. Bring me the shit nobody else buys. I want the dankest of the dank. <laughs> where, where is what is wormwood anyway? It's a weed. I mean, it's basically no, just a it's, weed. It's, it's, I think it's actually the bark... That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Of, uh, right. Oh, here. Of what? Yeah. The wormwood tree. It's wormwood. I don't know. It's wormwood. And you know what? It's fine and it exists and that's great. But nobody ever said, Farmer Dan, sell me your worst <laughs> corn. 
The corn that nobody else will buy because it's the worst corn you can't sell to anyone else because I need to make some proper fucking rot gut whiskey out of it. Okay. Sleepy, can you sell me your worst potatoes, the mangiest, nastiest potatoes that nobody else will buy from you because we're going to make some truly foul vodka? Can you sell me your worst weed, please? Yes, I'd like- exactly. <laughs> That's literally... Can you just give me seeds like and stems? To, I'd like to feed it to my cattle. And- <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. You cannot talk about a product being even marketable when you're saying I, I've gone to great lengths to make sure that this has the worst ingredients attainable. Well, they, the core, <laughs> as far as the corn goes, it's called uh, Huit Lacoche. Huit <laughs> Lacoche, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had to look it up. Oh my God, man. I'd forgotten about it. So not just, just, just saying, let's just acknowledge Malort is what Malort is. It's yeah. a practical joke played among friends for $16 a bottle. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. It kind of, it kind of is. It's it's the whoopee cushion of uh, of the course. <laughs> so, did I tell you that I, I, I have a new business I'm opening? Yeah. Whoopee cushions made out of malort. No. Oh, hold on. I or would like to clarify on their factory on their company <laughs> website. Did, would anyone like to read their company tagline? Weeding out the week since 1933. I feel the same way about this podcast. <laughs> I really do. Like we have had, we've had thousands of one-time listeners. Yeah. yeah. We might've had hundreds of thousands of one-time listeners. Well, how do you think we got we to probably a million? Let's see what these, we have a very we? small number of oh, Patreon minute, members. Dude. Yeah. Are we the Malort of podcasts? Oh, I think we might. People, dude, you got to check this podcast out. What the fuck? <laughs> you, you listen to all two and a half hours? <laughs> Look, he had the Cleveland Moto face. Yes. The best part's at the end. <laughs> the best part's at the end. <laughs> oh, ain't that the truth? <laughs> ain't that the truth? Oh. You know, the best part of this podcast is when it's over. When yeah. it's over. <laughs> Oh, no. Wow. Yeah. Oh, God. Now I want Statler and Waldorf back. And that was truly. <laughs> that is a, and that is a very good. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, to that effect, Lawrence, Lawrence Archer, you're getting a shout out. Uh oh. $10 patron member. Hey, now he gets Ooh. all the jokes. $10 pay. <laughs> right. Now he gets the punchline. Punch I think for $10, I feel like I can call you Larry. You know what's crazy? You know, Lawrence, you became nobody, Larry. I think I did it pretty seamlessly that the guys that aren't stepping up, right. they have no idea the jokes that the other guys got. Well, that's the idea too. I mean, I think that's a really cool thing. I mean, I, I love that shit. The idea that the, the idea that that people actually do support us a little bit and, and, you know, kick us a buck or two to try to uh, keep this going. Right. Uh, Cause I did throw down a King's ransom to AMA this year. Yeah. Cause then we got two camper spots. We've got three, uh, sweet, three swap meet spots. Yeah. Uh, I was able to do some media stuff so we could get people in for media stuff, but there are some admissions we have to buy. So there's things we have to buy. And then we're just going to be food and beverage and all kinds of I fun guess stuff I better too. chase the mice out of my camper. Oh, yeah. See if I can make it run again. You didn't chase the mice. Just give us BB guns, right? <laughs> we need to chase the mice. Leave the mice in. We'll hit them, we'll okay. hit them with the Malort gun. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Leave the mice in. We'll just have BB guns. It'll just be more fun. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. light it on fire, and when they run out, <laughs> 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 oh, 
So for people who do not know about the way that we do uh, AMA Vintage Days is when we're done with the weekend, whatever we don't sell, we literally leave there for the Jawas. Uh-huh. And uh, without fail, Sunday afternoon at about 1 p.m., you see the Jawas coming out and they're kind of just like kind of kicking things. They're kind of like, you, you taking that with you? <laughs> I don't like to let anything go. I'll be writing something around. Hey, you want to buy this? I'm. I'll. I'll John pushes right I'll, till the end. Right till the end. I I did indeed trade a Buell Blast, not running, <laughs> for a bicycle trike that got used in a couple of parades. See, really horrible yeah, one but, year. That done a barber. Yeah, the Sunday you night. Do. The Sunday panic, the Sunday day panic. Oh yeah, as people are loading out, and then there's always this this weird equation of like trailer space to stress. Like when you see somebody that bought way too much shit and you see their trailer and you see their booth and you're like, that's never going to work. So Bruce says he's staying till Monday. What? He's not leaving. Get the fuck out of here. He's just going to hang out. Just watch the carnage. He's going to hang out one night kind of all by himself. And they let you. I guess you can. In fact, they encourage you. I think it's, it's advertised. You can stay until Monday. Fuck, we might have to do that. <laughs> the well, that's the party. dumbest idea ever. What? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually love that. Me too. I don't have to work on Monday. I'm everybody, not going to everybody leaves. <gasps> oh my God. You're just left to fucking. And then John gets to break out fireworks because they're not going to give a shit at that point. <laughs> oh yeah, they will because you're the only person that. I was going to say, there's six people and 73 security what guards. What are you going to do? Set somebody's tent on fire? That's I what understand. They say, I understand. Right? Uh, I mean, but that is funny, that idea of being last yeah. man standing at Mid-Ohio. <laughs> oh, man. I can tell you, as the first man standing a couple of years ago, right. it is fucking weird to be there by yourself. Right. To be alone. Like, just sitting there. And I'm why I was like, I got up early, and then you see a little car driving in. Like, Holy <laughs> shit, man. You know? And then a couple hours later. <laughs> in four hours, it goes from nobody yeah. to everybody. Yeah. yeah. It's, Zero to 11. It does. It goes so fast. And... Like the people that are partying on the way in, the people have just resigned themselves to be like, I know I'm not getting through that gate. Right. And we always, we always make sure that our credentials are all well fucking secured prior to, but we still have a lot of problems scooping up stragglers and shit oh, like yeah. that. It's a, it's a fucking challenge. But the year that we posted you up, that was the best idea ever. It was. That was brilliant. Really yeah. well. That was a really, really good idea. We're going to see what we can do that, you know, this year to make something happen with that. I love that. Kind of, it's pretty cool. It's so neat to be there, man. You're tumbling, doing cartwheels naked through the field. I just think think the whole idea of just being like the only man at Mid-Ohio. Wait, wait, John, let's be realistic. There was no tumbling. (laughs) He was the wacky waver inflated guy. (laughs) There was no helicopter either. Smoke smoke went in and... and A slight bobble. (laughs) It's so, but that's a silly idea. The idea of like hanging yeah. around till I'm Monday in. for no that good reason. That sounds great. Cause oh my you God. know, you never Sunday, like you want to sit there and just relax. Yeah. 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 yeah because right. Saturday's party is usually pretty good. It is pretty good. <laughs> but then you're like, fuck, I got to pack my shit up. Well, that's you guys, uh, you guys have been with me for many, many years. Yeah. You'll know that on Sunday load in day, the last item that goes down is the big tent. Yeah. So the big tent stays up because we can load all the bikes and we can do everything we're going to do. Yeah. But we always have to have the refuge shade. of shade yep. on the Sunday scorcher. And we've got that big ass tent. 
So we'll just keep some camp chairs set up. We keep the cooler because the cooler now has all the stuff that's left over. Raccoon breakfast. It's it's completely ready to go. It's the coldest that cooler's ever been. Think about last year we had tent city. It was like like two blocks of tent. It was crazy. It was fucking awesome. It was all the easy ups ever. (laughs) It was so good. Yeah. And yeah. then we had rugs showed up. I, I brought fucking, four carpets. <laughs> I had my inflatable vagina that, that I was never pretty even great. got to sit in. No, no, but uh, no, no, no. yeah, that was man. We had a setup. It was a good year. setup last year. It was yeah. a lot of fun. I'm hoping we can pull off the same thing this year. So yeah. pretty sure Haley Bell's not going to be there. A little disappointed. Well, Haley that. Bell's 17 months pregnant right in a now. Way. <laughs> She's in a way. She's in the way. Yeah, she's in the way. Meaning, if she turns sideways, you can't walk past her. Oh, the uh, yeah, Haley's fully unpregnant. Yeah, yeah. It turns out you can't be a little bit pregnant because it doesn't stay little for long. The uh, she's she's super pregnant, so I don't think we're going to see her day of Inch days this no. year. But the rest of the misfit and idiots will be there. We'll have a good time. Yeah. But I'm not at all worried about having a good time at AMA. Oh no, no. I'm only worried about selling. I don't necessarily ninety dumb bikes. I, <laughs> like that's I, it. I'm not saying I. I will stay till Monday. I'm not sure, but he he threw it out there, and I think he's perfectly happy if he just like. So the way that we've historically been doing it for those that haven't rolled with us before, but uh, we generally do a, a a very gentle. We generally gently extract ourselves from <laughs> AMA. It's generally we move pretty slow. It's like a time lapse, right? Do something, have a beer, smoke a cigarette. <laughs> smoke a cigarette, have okay. a beer. Yeah. Ah, we'll do this, that, and the yep. other thing. Ah, sit down. I'm sweating now. Sit down again. <laughs> right? And so we'll just generally just get out there in the slowest way possible and then wait to go rescue the, the last two or three items we want to get out of the booth, right, out of the, out of the swap meet. That's just on the way out. That's on the way out. Right? <laughs> You're like, okay, you know, we got empty trailers on the way over to the swap meet in case we see something good on the way that we're willing no, to. No, just kick that one over. Yeah, just... Um, are we taking that? No, no, we're not taking that. Are we taking that? No, but we're going to get the forks out of it though. Fuck (laughs) it. So we'll take the forks out of it. We're not going to take the frame. And it's funny the way that we roll out of there. And then that, you know, hour and a half drive home. And then at my house, uh, Sunday night at my house, it's like everybody gets a shower. Everybody finds out where they're going to sleep, you know, because we all have the California people there or Pakistan people there. And then it's all about like, all right, is everybody, are we all cool now? Is everybody fully recovered? And everybody's like, yeah, it's so peaceful. You know, we go down to the lake and we'll, <laughs> we'll go to the lake and we'll just watch the waves. People will jump in the water and have a good swim. It's nice. And everybody feels like fully recovered. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, so we, we good now? Everybody's like, yeah, okay. We're going to go to the Mexican restaurant. Well, what do they do at the Mexican restaurant? Pictures as big as your fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> and... We have one of the best Mexican restaurants in my neighborhood. And it turns out when we roll in there that we roll out and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, that hit me hard. What happened in there? It was just a good Mexican restaurant. And we fill the patio up. We go back to my house. We go back in the lake. We swim around a little bit more. Maybe, you know, some, somebody's brave. They take the kayak out, take the canoe out. That's fine. But the idea is you basically have nothing to do. And then the next day, people are thinking about their flights on Monday, and we'll go have a big breakfast that can't be beat. But last year, we did the, the ceremonial scooter ride from my house, because I had a bunch of bikes there. So everybody jumped on a different bike, and we took different bikes from my house to breakfast, and everybody cha- traded bikes. And so we all got to ride different bikes. So I was like, what have you never ridden? I've never ridden a Honda Super Cub. You're getting a Honda Super Cub. And it was just fun. So we put everybody on bikes they weren't used to. 
We rode around the neighborhood. And for a lot of these people from out of town, they've never ridden anywhere without a helmet on. The Oprah of mid-Ohio. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. getting a super cup and you're getting a super cup. <laughs> well, I put Moyne on, I put Moyne on Scoot Baca. Uh-huh. Because oh, he's yeah, like, he's ridden everything. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no. Because that bike's fast. Yeah. He's like, that bike is, what did you do to that? That bike wheelies. And I'm like, yeah, that bike wheelies pretty yeah. good. And he's like, that's a really fast bike. And I'm like, it's a Vespa. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's just picked up all the scraps. It is. It is literally. <laughs> <laughs> Every time a bike gets smooshed in Cleveland, if it's got a good part on it, it ends up on Scoot Baca. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, Tom's done. Tom's looking forward to a wheel change coming up in its That's future. Coming up. It's coming up in its future. It's like when Christine gets all crashed up mm. and slowly. Starts, yeah. pulling it starts to pull itself back together again. <laughs> I did 90, I did 94, 92, 94 miles an hour on it this morning on the way coming into work. And, you know, I mean, full face helmet and I got my gear on and everything else. And I'm laying down on the thing and I was passing all the cars. I'm just passing everything. And I passed everything and I got to my exit and it doesn't take long when you're doing pretty, you know, moving along a little bit of a clip. And I, I pulled off the side and as I pulled over the guy that was behind, I did not know that I'd picked up a straggler. So I picked up a remora and I'd slid over to the right to get my exit and he slid right over with me. And he, he pulled up and he's like, Holy shit. What is that thing? And I said, it's, it's a Vespa. He goes, I thought you were riding a coconut. <laughs> I realized I was like, oh shit, it kind of looks like a coconut. <laughs> I guess the furry, like the whole fur thing. Or, cu- or cousin it. <laughs> and he's like, I thought you were riding a coconut. Because <laughs> from the back, all he sees yeah. is the back of the yeah, Vespa. And I was like, oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right, cool. That's all right. I like that. But yeah, I mean, that's the fun of, oh, for coconuts. <laughs> that's, the, that's the fun of mid Ohio is you get to, you get to experience all kinds of weird bikes. And honestly, people are generous there. People are so sweet. Everybody, everybody looks out for each other. And if you're, if you're short of something, <laughs> you're not short of it for very long. <laughs> you know, that whole, uh, the whole idea of like the giving thing, uh, that, Somebody said, you know, it's nerdy burning man or whatever, or yeah. motorcycle burning man. Yeah. If you need a thing, like if you're like, oh shit, man, I need a, I need a 35, you know, watt relay. Oh, just walk down the aisle. Mm. 10 people will offer you 35 watt relays. It's right. like, that's not the hardest thing to just find. Don't ask for pizza at 1 a.m. No. Friday. That might get you shot. No. That's not cool. (laughs) That is a pizza at 2 a.m. on Friday or Saturday. That's like a $9,000 pizza. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I do a lot. That's that moment. I wish you wouldn't have got rid of that bike because we could have made that into a delivery service and made money. Oh, sure. You mean to literally just have some pizzas in reserve? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, not the worst idea. They don't need to be warm, fresh, or hot. Oh, not at 2 (laughs) a.m. They need to be pizza hot. Oh, so you need a little Caesars. <laughs> well, basically. Okay. Yeah, you we, pick them up at the gate. You won't make it halfway back to the campsite before they're gone. No, you right. won't. That's exactly right. You won't. Hell, security will shake you down. <laughs> You're going to want their 20%. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it is the funniest thing about Mid-Ohio because I will usually, on the way in, I'll buy like two sheets, program your own sandwiches, like a foot long. Yeah. And I'll go in, I'll eat one on the way down, but I'll have the other one wrapped. And I'll throw the other one up on the dashboard, you know, in the warmer right? <laughs> so I'll throw it up on the dashboard. And at about three in the morning, 
oh, that is the best sandwich ever at three like, o'clock like in the morning. 15 minutes from going bad. So it's, oh, no, no. It's just perfectly it's squishy. It's literally about to turn. Yeah. The bread and the cheese are now the same element. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot distinguish the bread from the cheese. Aside from the T-dub, yeah. what's everybody thinking about riding down there? Oh, yeah. They're all just going to line up to ride the T-dub. I mean, what are you bringing, Dan? Same as always, the S65 and the SSR. Very nice, mm-hmm. very nice. I need to try to pick up something else. I got a friend coming from Minnesota. No, we have extras. Yeah, we have a bunch of extras. Yeah. That's not what about you, Sincere? Um, I'm going to bring some stuff to sell, I think. Okay. And then. Stuff that's not going home. Yeah, hopefully. Is the KE100 coming or no? It's staying in the. I might be selling it. Yeah. But it's showing up with the intention of being sold. Yeah, yeah. I might do. It depends on what happens in the next month or so, but I might do the SP. Oh, I'm just not using it as much you're not using it. negative. That doesn't go to mid Ohio. That goes on marketplace <laughs> and you take the cash with you to mid Ohio. Yeah, right, right, right. John's not fucking around about right. that. That bike is nice. You're right. Yeah. A street legal enduro. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And John, John taught me that years ago. Have the motherfucker listed on eBay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Before, well before mid Ohio, well before mid Ohio. Because then you can always set it up that I can deliver it to yeah, you at right, Mid-Ohio. Right, I can right. give it to you. Because that Mid-Ohio is the giant nexus. Right. If you are not going to Mid-Ohio, somebody you know is going to Mid-Ohio. And the Mid-Ohio is the hub of the underground scooter railroad, the underground motorcycle railroad <laughs> in North America. Right. So if you got a guy that's like, you know, going to Denver or Atlanta or something, and you get to Mid-Ohio... It doesn't take too long. We've done it. I took a bike from mid-Ohio to Denver. Right. Because I was going that way three weeks later, you know, or two weeks later. It's a good place. And you know at mid-Ohio, people are going to knock you down hard on that bike. But on Facebook Marketplace or on, on, you know, Craigslist, Craigslist, you control that. That's a good idea. That's yeah. smart. If it's nice, if it's pretty, and you want good money for it. You got a title for it? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. Gotta, but I hope to be riding the van van. I, I'm decided I'm going to try to finish that. Yeah. Do it. Do yeah, it. Yeah, by all means. <laughs> do it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. I have to race Phil's TW200. That's true. Beat him with 60 less CC. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. I probably will. I think Piper's coming with me this year. So yeah. she's been learning on the SSR. So at least uh, I'll bring one or two of the SSR. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, and then man. I've got the KE250 and right. a KL250. I think those yeah. are both good bikes for down there that may or may not come home. I don't care. Yeah. All right. And, uh, uh, maybe a quad runner. Cool. Well, that's uh, a good or idea. Or the trike. I thought the trike would be fun down oh, there. Oh, yeah. You got to ride the trike out at the I property. saw that. Yeah. Fucking much much front wheel authority on that thing. Yeah. yeah. No Doesn't, back brake. Not hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's nice to know that there was a no back brake as I was already like, you know, heading toward the fucking sky. I think you should have assumed that. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Right, the general right. demeanor of the right. bike uh, the whole suggested bike. it. It's yeah. a wise zinger. I I, yeah, I, yeah. I did tell you there's a whisper of front brake. A whisper, <laughs> whisper of front brake. <laughs> <laughs> Just a hint of front brake. Yeah. Nothing that's that right. would get you I think, in trouble. I think that when I said that, that means there's no front brake. There's no front brake. No rear brake. No. And a whisper of front brake. I got, I got, from that, I got that there probably wasn't a front brake. Oh, so you just have to lean hard into the back yeah, brake. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's what I was figuring. Uh, that's not the way it works. No. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> just throw your right foot under the rear tire. If the rear, yep, if, if the rear brakes worked, I wouldn't have said anything. Right. You just go have it. Have at it. Yeah. A non-functioning front brake on most bikes at Middle House is a good 
idea. Yeah, right. That's a very good idea. That's a, so that's a good lineup. If Piper's coming out, that's a really good, that's a good lineup. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to bring a couple of buddies for other people to ride, you know, cause that it's always a big hit. We have turned people from being like, I ride motorcycles into the buddy is a fine and noble beast. <laughs> we have converted people by loaning them a buddy for the mid Ohio weekend. And they're like, so, um, I have a broken spleen, three broken ribs, a dislocated jaw, and a hole near my butt, but that buddy won't die. <laughs> and at the end of the weekend, they're like, the buddy did better than I did. Yeah. And then we sell them, you know, and we sell them to people who then enjoy them more. Right. So people have learned how unfucking, it's truly unfuckwithable. A buddy scooter is unfuckwithable. Well, not only that, but like, compared to most of the vintage bikes we're riding yeah you can hold the beer and throw it around the <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you can pull in with flip-flops a cigarette and a beer yeah and be totally and fine. totally be fine <laughs> everything in control you got brakes right. everything right there go in and take a hot water shower come out and it's still put 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 if the battery was dead and you didn't want to shut it off and it will smart, idle for nine days and if you're smart you had fucking a half a bag of ice and four beers underneath the seat Under- yeah and then you're fucking solid <laughs> man it's fucking, it's a fucking great little dude it is the best mid ohio bike yeah. and the weird thing is i know it's only 10 inch wheels it apparently will go anywhere Yeah, it will. because I'm plodding around in the back, you know, the trials bikes areas and the hill climb area and everything else. And anywhere I was going on the Hunter Cub, Liza was right behind right. me <laughs> on a buddy. And I just couldn't like her and Stumpy John. I couldn't shake them. Uh-uh. So I'm like, I've got 18 inch wheels with knobby tires and they got 10 inch wheels and shinko white walls. <laughs> and I couldn't shake them. I couldn't make them. Like every time I look back, they're still there. Yeah. It's a really weird little combination. You can get hit by a 12-year-old doing 90 on a fucking 50cc motorcycle. Zero damage. They pop right back they up. pop right back, back up. Go, it is a bike that has its own built-in crumple zones. <laughs> it's made of the plastic that baby dolls are made of. Uh-huh. It just, just bounces back from anything. Uh-huh. It's a really funny bike. Uh, but we'll bring a few of those down for sure. Because yeah. those are always a crowd pleaser. And I, always, I, I will always have a few of them. What's your, yeah. what's your pick for what's going to sell first out of your horde of, of mid-Ohio bikes? So I found a key for, a, we're going to have some weird big bikes. So we have got, we got some, we've got some full-on adult-sized scooters. So if you look at a buddy scooter and go, no, too small. Uh-uh, sir, we've got you covered. We're bringing big-wheeled, big-wheeled bikes. We're bringing Aprilia 150 Rotax-powered bikes. Oh, nice. We're bringing full-size. Like if you're 6'7", if Lurch needs a bike, we got you covered. We're going to bring that. We've got uh, Kimco People 250S we just found the key for. Yay. And it's got a title. So we're bringing some big freeway capable bikes that need a home. Not in my place. We're probably going to bring two and a half, maybe three whole Grand Vista 250s. John likes those. Absolutely. Yeah. John likes a Grand Vista 250. It holds 47 beers under the seat and two yep. bags of ice. Yep. Didn't yeah. you sell one? 300 pound fat ass on the seat. <laughs> <laughs> John sold a broken one. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I mean, Piper and I were riding the shit out of it. I'm like, eh. but I kept the sign on and somebody, yeah. and we yeah. were over watching the movie. Right. And I saw some, somebody looking there. I'm like, that guy doesn't look cheap either. Right. <laughs> I'll go talk to him. <laughs> so what does a cheap person look like? <laughs> oh. <Yes. laughs> 
this. A guy drinking a beer out of a cozy he paid for. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's what a rich guy looks like. Guy he had shoes. He didn't look cheap. He, he had, had shoes. shoes. <laughs> <laughs> he was at Mid-Ohio, and he had clean <laughs> pants on. <laughs> he was staying in a hotel. Oh, oh. my God. Oh. oh. Oh, I bet you took an Uber there. Oh. He showered once. Oh. He didn't take a shower in a stable full of random dicks. <laughs> the cattle dip. The cattle dip. <laughs> What's some eight-year-olds throwing soap and throwing soap at you? <laughs> yeah. So that was. I mean, that was amazing that you sold that bike because that wasn't. That was when I was like you know what? This isn't the right bike for here. This is a highway touring scooter and we're in (laughs) a mud bog. (laughs) It's not the appropriate bike for the situation, but push button, go ride. Like this thing runs great. It'll go anywhere you want. I think it had a title and everything. It did. It was, it was ready. Screaming deal. Yeah. We have, we have a couple, three of them we're going to bring down this year. So, but yeah, that's just, that's what happens to bikes that I cannot sell out of my showroom. Mm. They go down to Mid-Ohio. They have a triumphant last three days of <laughs> Cleveland Moto ownership. They see some shit and then they go off to their new owner. <laughs> yeah. And that's true. I mean, that's, that's exactly what it is. This is the only attention you're going to get from the rest oh, of your life. Oh, John will diddle you for a little while. Like you've been sitting for four or five years. John will diddle you back into life. I'm just excited about having Tom. I think that's going to be a whole new fact. <laughs> it, is. it is. It's true. It's absolutely true. I'm like, do we yeah. need to have like some uh, LED lights and a whole uh, setup and a lift and like, no, oh God, no, 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 no. should be working his balls off that whole week. No, no, no dice. A bit, uh, no dice. We we are going to have though. We are going to have the giant pile of tires. Yes, we are. So we have found. <laughs> I'm I'm not joking, guys. We have found no less than fifty brand new, but too old. Yep. Tires. Yep. Uh, they're they're seasoned. <laughs> well, let me take a look at them first. Oh no, you can't. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They've been yeah. well-conditioned. Um, yeah. Right up my alley. Right. John's like, I watch videos. I can use an M80 and put even the hardest tire on my rim. That <laughs> <laughs> still doesn't work. Just for- need some wintergreen oil. Yes. <laughs> In fact, we're probably gonna, these tires are probably going to have to come with a 55-gallon drum of wintergreen oil. Because <laughs> it's funny because, like, I did look at a couple of them. I went through, you know, because I'm careful. I don't want to sell people old tires. So we yeah. put them in the, we put them in a pile. So if a tire gets too old, I put it in a, top, a pile. It's a brand new tire, but it's got to go in the pile. And so there, that's how we live. But I went over to my Moto Guzzi Scrambler and I looked at the date code on the tires on the Moto Guzzi Scrambler. And I realized the tires on the bike that I was going to ride were older than the tires I was putting on the must get rid of pile. Right. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, shit. But um, yeah, we're going to have a lot of, there's going to be a lot of Harley taillights. Yep. If you need a, yep. if you need a FXR taillight, we got you covered, we baby. Got you covered. <laughs> That's it. If you want an LED taillight, you got to make self-serve sites, put a lock box. That's a just, great idea. The honor, box, the honor box. Put your cash man, in the man. box. All the signs. Don't that, call me. The clerk. The clerk. If you intend to shop, Lil, please no, no haggle prices. Nope. Right above that, we get a fucking fake security camera. Oh, security blinks, camera. And it says you're on camera. A please ring camera. Leave a fucking. You know, uh, there's uh, going to be so many pictures of dicks. It's going to be nonstop dicks. It is just going to well, no, be dicks. Well, no, it's not going to be a real camera. Oh, no, you're just, no, no. This 
is where you get the stop motion GoPro that sits there all day. It'll do 24 hours. You, you know don't that. really need you it. Don't need but do you really want. No, we just post all those all those dicks on the uh, yeah, on the Patreon page. Fucks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What I was thinking what I was. Th- Ooh, you stole a five dollar. Exactly. Day. What I was thinking more likely to happen is that we would put the bikes in the booth as we have done for years with the pie plate that says call my cell phone number which works great at Mid-Ohio. It's never been a problem. But then we'll put a note that says, oh, by the way, come and visit us in the campsite All right. for shenanigans, yeah, liquor, and the real deals, you know? Right. Because it's not, we know we've had more traffic in the campsite than we've ever had in the booths. Yeah. And the booths is for the punters. Like, people that don't know how to do Mid-Ohio, they just do the swap meet. I mean, I know. really, you could line up the campsites yeah. With just a little bit of lighting. Yeah. I'm kind of working on a solar little uh, floodlight. Thing oh, I really? Oh. Well, I have like an electric power washer. I yeah. want to take the power washer off it. I have a huge, <laughs> well, I have a huge uh, you yeah. know, communications battery. Yeah. And I have a solar panel. Yeah. I had a, a expandable um, painter's thing. Yeah. And I want to put a light on that. So sure. I mount that so I can have a mast light. Yeah. Just sort of have like a little, you know. We could be night selling. Well, yeah, <laughs> we do best. We do our best selling at night. Night selling and yeah. lighting up the porta potties. Oh, I like the idea to, of night I've got selling. My super quiet generator now, so that's going <sighs> to. We can probably have party lights and maybe a band. We were talking Look, amplifiers. If we yeah, can, yeah. if we can make it, if we can make the porta potties lighted and and therefore more attractive. I just feel bad for the women. Like, like I feel bad for you're everybody through the dark yeah. to find a dark porta potty. A dark like, porta potty. Yeah, like a little nightlight yeah. in our little a little street light wouldn't yeah. hurt our area. No, it wouldn't. Like, let's bring the neighborhood up a little. If we, if we had like <laughs> a solar power. Oh, and by the way, one light bulb, just one little light. And bulb. And if we do just, that, yeah. not a ramp. Yeah. Because then we can do nocturnal ramp. Yeah. And we can have nocturnal emissions. Yeah. You know, uh, we could have nocturnal missions all over our campsite. Yeah. And uh, that's, I think that's a good idea. I'm going to call it the anglerfish. The anglerfish. That is true. Well, People <laughs> will fucking flock to that shit. Dude, yeah. what about yeah. a not a fire in front of not a ramp? Not, not a fire not in front of not a ramp is a good idea, too. Because then you get more of an effect. Oh, it's much more of an effect. Yeah. Absolutely. Not a fire in front of not a ramp. We already did the jumping over the fire thing. Yeah, well. That was fun. That was pretty good. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was one of the best mid Ohio photos. That one kid. I never rode a motorcycle. I just bought this XR, <laughs> this little dirt bike. And you know what? We're like we're jumping over that fire. Really? Okay. And that was serious. That was way too much fire. That was like like twenty six pallets. Yeah. Wow. And there was it was pallet fire. Pallet fire is hotter than normal fire. Yeah, yeah. And pallet fire goes up quick. And that kid went through that fire like nothing. Like, it was no big deal. Like a 20-year-old. Like a 20-year-old. <laughs> Game the fuck on. So, But I am really looking forward to it because it's always a good time. But then the idea of, too, like, you know, filling in the holes for that we've discovered from years past. So when we discover, like, years past, you're like, okay, at nighttime it gets super dark and people are just wandering around looking for something to do, you know, or things get real quiet. But there's never a stop of activity in front of our spot because, Jesus, <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Holy crap. What the <laughs> fuck? What, what's the time on that, Sleepy? I can't read it. One minute, 49, one hour, 49 something. We got a little ways to go. Wow. We can't clear the room yet. Man. Holy crap. Jesus Christ. That's, like, that's what it sounds like when your chainsaw hits green wood. 
It's just bad. Oh, man. There you go. Just breathe in deep. It'll go away quicker. No, it won't. No, it won't. Light a match. My God. No, there is literally pieces of linoleum lifting <laughs> under your seat right now. Did I mention yeah. Dairy Twist open this? Oh, oh, you did get Dairy Twist. Yeah, there you go. I, I get a taste of sauerkraut. That's <laughs> <laughs> that vanilla shake treating you right now. Oh man, it's not good. It's not good, man. So I think, so I think this year I'm bringing down two, maybe three trailers. Wow. So right. I'm bringing down. Uh, I'm gonna do a U-Haul trailer for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, enclosed oh, because nice. people can sleep in it. Oh, yeah. So we're going to have a bunch of bikes in there, but then the U-Haul enclosed trailer, people can sleep in. They bring cots and stuff like that and have a good place to sleep. And it gets them up <laughs> off the ground. So that's nice. And then uh, we'll be able to have more, more stuff. Because those trailers were great. You just pop the trailer on there. Kromke's trailer has been the house for the Misfits for the past several years. It's been a perfect place to sleep. It was in. a hospital last year. It was a hospital <laughs> last year. <laughs> it was an aid station. That's it. It did. There was some triage going on in there. Yeah. Woo. Uh, but it was, it's like when you think about that environment and you're like, oh, what are you going to do? Oh, we're going to go to, we're going to go to a motorcycle. We're going to go to a, literally a car racing track mm. for three or four days. And we're just going to be there. Yeah. And well, well, what do you bring with you? Everything. <laughs> well, what do you buy once you get there? Nothing important. <laughs> no, but think about, think about how this fucking escalates. Like yeah. Some some dude out there yeah. has never been here before. He's going to go and it's going to be like, he's going to take a backpack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Right. He's going to be like, oh, that was fucking crazy. And then he's actually going to, and he's probably going to go home that weekend because he doesn't know about the parties yet. Yeah, yeah, right. Next year you come and you find out. So then like 10 years later now, you're constructing tent cities. We're having fucking like vehicles specifically built for the fucking Absolute, event. Absolutely. <laughs> we're, now we're working yeah. out fucking sanitation and yeah. lighting. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're making it better. Yeah. We're going to be there for three, four days. <laughs> I know. John and I watched a guy roll up on a motorcycle and sleep in a tarp. Yeah. <laughs> he just rolled himself into a tarp. Yeah. He took a tarp off the back of his dirt bike, laid it on the ground, and rolled himself into it like it's a burrito. Brilliant, actually. And he did okay. Yeah. Like he did all right. He did good. And his was the only campsite that didn't blow away. He, right. Took right. On, <laughs> he tried to take on Britain. He did. That dude was going to fight every British person there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the only reason they didn't come back after him is he had nothing to take. Yeah. In a true British style, they went, well, what's he got? And he has nothing. He has a tarp. And they were like, oh, it's not worth our time. We're not going to colonize him. So that was it. They gave up on him. We don't want his sportster. We don't want his sportster. <laughs> they looked at his sportster. They didn't want to colonize it. So they kept it. They just, they didn't let him alone. But he did try to take on their entire camp. That's the one camp I feel bad for is because they are between us and the burnout. Yeah. So they're between us and Louisville. And the fact that they're between us and Louisville they are the buffer zone. Yeah. Well, what about that couple last year that was looked at? They were like in the wrong place on the corner there. Like, oh yeah, they they pulled into camp there. Yeah, like they were like, this people, is a great spot, Gertrude. Tried to warn them, and and, and they, they were just nope, nope, nope. We're stuck. <laughs> we're not. We're not leaving here. This is a good spot. Yeah. And then it was just like all hell broke loose for they, four days. I think they finally <laughs> caved on the end toward the end of the week. Oh, do you think they bailed out of that corner? No, no, no. I think they like said fuck it and enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. you mean they like, just broke? They broke. Yeah. yeah, they broke. Yeah, yeah, that happens. Yeah. That happens. It's a violent corner, though. It is. It is a violent <laughs> corner. I gave it my pound of flesh. <laughs> okay. I will tell you. And at any uh, time, you're like, "Hey, somebody spray me!" No, that's puke. Like, there's, 
that, <laughs> the level of the, the, the atrocity, the human atrocity yeah. that is there is on a par with the, uh, with the barrel racing. Yeah, because they're different types. They're different styles. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of like people trying to really take it to the. Ma- I've seen yeah. more penises there than I have in shower rooms. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, but it's it, there's just there's that element of like you get into that pack and that environment, yeah, and just the fuck you is contagious. Oh, uh-huh. it's so insane. And this starts by them playing like George Michael. Yeah, that's the best <laughs> part about it. It's like the they start by like, selection. like it starts with careless whisper yeah. and then just goes to shit from there. Yeah. And it's so weird. It is weird, but, man. But yeah, and I love it because it's like my but, favorite thing. But I also love when it's it's like maybe a person that's used to a different motorcycle scene. Right, yeah. They, they, they think they've stumbled on just a party. Right. They think right. there's just going to be guys going, woo, and boo. Yeah. Right. And then it gets really weird and fun yeah, and like yeah, not yeah. that. No, it's, it's kind of interesting yeah. to see like the hell. Like, no, when you go to Chillicothe, when you go to, uh, you know, when you go to an outlaw biker event, when you go to Sturgis, yeah. you know, a corporate event, when you go to something like that, there is a selection on your dial, right? You've tuned your old, you know, 1974 Zenith TV click tuner. You've tuned it to a certain channel. AMA Vintage Days is UHF. You never know what you're getting. You switch that channel selector to UHF, and there are 61 subchannels that you might be getting. And that's the weird thing, is it's a click tuner. It is not every biker rally you've ever been to. It is not every motorcycle event you've ever been to. It's not every super bike weekend you've ever been to. It's not like, okay, this is Isle of Man, and we do this here. This is where we do that there. Fucking AMA is just weird. Like, just people just pull out the dumb... You guys showed a picture of a three Cub Cadets welded together. <laughs> That's perfect for middle high. And I looked at that thing, and I looked at three Cub Cadets welded together, and I only thought of one thing, and that is ages ago, we saw a Cub Cadet riding mower. They had a big fella. I mean, big fella. Like, a fella that couldn't be anywhere on his own without a helper. But we saw a big fella on a Cub Cadet riding mower. And it was like a zero turn style mower or whatever. But he was riding that. And then he had a trailer behind him. And the trailer behind him had half of a Cub Cadet mower. Not the front wheels, just the back wheels. Mm-hmm. And his equally big twin brother was in the back <laughs> of the Cub Cadet thing. No cutting deck or anything. This was just meant to move two dudes about 450 pounds a piece. And raise your hand if you ever saw him. Because it was weird. Mm-hmm. And that's how they got around mid-Ohio. But these Cub Cadets weren't like shitbox. They were dressed out. <laughs> so these were dressed out Cub Cadets with no mowing deck on them that were just there to move extraordinarily oversized mid-Ohio participants. Move. What you guys saw was three Cub Cadet lawn tractors welded together. In yeah. centipede. A centipede. Uh-huh. Yes. Cub Cadetipede. Cub Cadetipede. And it was a Cub Cadetipede. The only reason I think it got disqualified for mid-Ohio is the turning radius was 175 feet. (laughs) And you couldn't make the hook to get it down the next aisle without like a 72-point turn. So you know what's funny is like maybe somebody doesn't understand why we're having it. Like people don't understand that. Like you go to mid-Ohio if you've never been there before on a Thursday as a normal human being. Right. But by Sunday, you want weird shit. Yes, you go in a normal person. (laughs) Yeah. If you want, oh my God, think about the experiment. Yeah. Take the squarest guy you know. Right. Maybe he watches like two NASCAR things a year, right? He does the things. Like he's a square fella. He like, probably like Harley's. He probably golfs. Boards. Right? 
But you take a fella who's like a normal square fella yeah. and you bring him down to mid Ohio yeah. by Saturday. He's going to buy a trail 90 or something. Yeah. Something weird. He's going to have developed an affinity for and a desire for a trail 90. Dude, he's going to have a boner over a fucking grasshopper or, right. a, or a disdain of walking. Well, that's the other thing, too. Right. He's going to be the guy who's going to be like, you know what? This walking thing is terrible. This place is like 900 square miles. Yeah. And then he's going to go over and rent a golf cart. And if he rents a golf cart, then he's going to see more bikes more readily. <laughs> and then he's going to be like, fuck this golf cart. Yep. That guy's got a running 70 CC, whatever. Yeah. And he's going to have a trail 70 <laughs> or he's going to have a CT 90, right? Or something. But he's going to be there. And that's it. He's done. He's given up his normal life. Yeah, four years later, he's the guy going, no, that's not a 73. Look at the tail. Exactly. <laughs> right. yeah. Did you see the clutch lever? Oh. We're going back for that. Oh, God. That's not an, that's not an automatic. Dude. That's got a clutch lever. Yeah. We're going back for that. That's what's going to happen. And he's going to turn into a fucking degenerate mid-Ohio motherfucker. Yeah. But it's true. People buy bikes that are only good at mid-Ohio. Right. And then they're like, they try to ride them in the real world and it doesn't work. Well, that's T- part of <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's a slang though in our in our text loop that we you know talk about the podcast yeah. occasionally somebody will post a bike and like i think it's you or somebody will be like two mid-ohio two mid-ohio you don't really want that no you don't really want that that's two mid-ohio today uh we had somebody over fun and ssr 70 like one of our customers just used it too much so they 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 somehow broke an ssr 70 but wow. tom fixed it right yeah. so tom fixed it and so i know the guy's coming to pick it up tomorrow but it's been it's been fixed and waiting for this yeah. guy for like one carb clean yeah right so that's a period of time and so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to start the bike up today and just make sure that when the guy shows up tomorrow, everything's golden. So I go over to this thing. And of course, it's carbureted and whatever. So it's cranky. And so I, I start it and it takes a while to become a bike again. And it's an automatic transmission. So like every time I hit it, it dies. But it just needs to be run and warmed up. So I get on this thing. It's a 70cc. It's a 70cc mini bike for children. And it has an automatic <laughs> transmission. But motherfucker, it's got an electric start. Yep. It goes exactly the top speed for mid-Ohio. That's as fast as it goes. I took it down the street next to our shop. I'm sitting one wallet chain off the ground. Right? I am no, I am as fast as you should ever go yep. at mid-Ohio. I'm enjoying myself fully. And just go all the way down the street, turn around the cul-de-sac, see this guy with his pit bull, and they, they're cool. Hey, what's going on? It's just super cool. Chat with somebody, and the bike's just sitting there. And then, and off I fuck. And then I come back to the shop. I do 100 little circles in the parking lot, wake the bike up, remind it what its job is, the whole deal. And I'm like, fuck, that was completely fun. That was totally a rewarding experience. On a child's 70 cc bike. And it's good for mid-Ohio because guess what? It's automatic. So it's automatic, so you <laughs> can drink and drive. And the most fun I've ever had at band camp. Yeah. Is yeah. that fast 50? Fast 50. Yeah. yeah. It's a very strange thing, but mid-Ohio is a very problematic area. Yeah. Because it does it you you're in a universe that is not applicable to the outside world. 
right? <laughs> Nothing that holds true in mid-Ohio necessarily works outside of mid-Ohio. It's, it's just, the currency is different. Everything's strange. It's like going to a foreign country. The, uh, it's mid-Ohio stan. If you're female, <laughs> you're automatically a 10. Oh, boy. I mean, uh. <laughs> look, I have a long history. I have taken a lot of ladies to mid-Ohio for various different things. But their, their response is always usually like, I love this place is great. And I'm like, yeah, it is great, isn't it? And like, I love this is a good time. We're having a really great time. People don't treat me like I'm weird. People offer me bikes to ride. <laughs> no, it's true. Everybody yeah. at mid-Ohio is like, you don't need to turn up the femininity at mid Ohio. No, you don't. You don't need to work hard at mid Ohio. You don't need to put on any fancy makeup. If you're female. You're automatically a 10 because you're, you're there. there. That's my point. Yeah. yeah because you're participating and right. we've all been there. We've all seen the people at mid Ohio that don't want to be at mid Ohio. Right. We've seen those people. Oh, yeah. oh, and they, they put off a radiation. <laughs> like you can feel them more before you can see them. You can be like, there's somebody here that's not happy about being here. And then you come around the corner and see the person tapping their foot, like looking not happy about the whole situation. And you're like, Oh, Oh, that guy just spent their groceries. <laughs> like, that's it. That That's the roof that was supposed to go on the house. I pretty much decided that the snowmo my snowmobile yeah. needs wheels. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I I thought about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't have to think. About it. I, I didn't have to think about it long and hard because I'm like, if it has wheels, I can ride it all year long, even in the snow. But this year, I got to ride it once because that's the yeah, only snow we had. Snow, like, yeah. so if somehow my <laughs> snowmobile got wheels on it, I'd be fucking stoked. So I'm all in on, you know, I'm thinking about it. You saw the one that was there. And that would be nothing compared to mine. Because if you tried to barrel, if you barrel race mine, it would be fucking sick, dude. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as you come around the corner, (laughs) (laughs) wham! You'd be, yeah, fucking airborne. Stand up and fucking (laughs) (laughs) wham! Like, it would be sick. Yeah. In the mud, you'd fucking roost. But wouldn't it overheat in like five fucking Okay, so when you put wheels on it right in the summer, you got to get a little radiator. I was going to say, right. And and you put a fan and a radio under the hood. Okay. I was going to say, because it seemed like it would just fucking boil up and. No, you got, you got to put a little rat on it. All right. <laughs> or just take it out for splurts. You know what I mean? <laughs> just for splurts. Is that different than a bobble? <laughs> you know, do a little blapper, a little blapper here, a little blapper there. That's a brapper. That's a blapper. <laughs> that is a brapper. That one's a brapper. But you can't, like, people don't realize that the snowmobile um, in warm weather does not have a long life expectancy. No. No, they're not built, they're not built for the heat. <laughs> I mean, it's okay if you're riding them on a lake. You know what I mean? Like the yeah, guys, because the water, because yeah, the water's right there. Shit, yeah, right. You know? yeah. yeah, but it could be mud cooled. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, you can put the skis back on if it gets too muddy. Yeah, put the. Yeah. <laughs> or That's, just be an asshole and just ride it with the skis. I just typed in, in the middle of summer all around Mid Ohio. <laughs> I t- like, you just turn the wheel. It doesn't. It doesn't turn. Eventually, I, it turns a little bit. I typed in AMA Vintage Days snowmobile. And my motorcycle came up. <laughs> what the fuck is That's up the one with that? that? You set on fire when you were giving it away. Well, that was part of the charm. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why the fuck is it that I type in AMA Vintage Days snowmobile and then a picture of my own motorcycle shows up? That's fucking weird, man. That's not normal. Okay. But anyway, that that's a thing. So anyway, I'm glad we had this chat. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm glad it really gave us an opportunity to discuss life and the decisions we've made yeah. <laughs> and things of that nature. Um, here's Mecklefresh. I just pulled up a picture of Mecklefresh. He's set, and this is it. He's the guy in the yellow sled right there. Yes. That's it. That's no, but perfect. look at the red sled down there. Actually, it looks like his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. It's even grumpy. I'm going to cast that. I'm going I'm I'm to I'm throw that up. Yeah, so our listeners can see that because that's pretty fucking good. It does, it does look... It does... It's <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it looks a lot like Mecklefresh. Oh, <laughs> you are, you are, you are the Snowcraft Power Sled. I will call you Johnny Mac. So cute. I like that. Look at his face. That Aww. that sled is just happy to be there. That sled doesn't cap. That that sled doesn't care what happens this weekend. Hey guys, want to go for a ride? Hey. hey. <laughs> Let's go for a ride. Hey, who wants to put down their beers and just go for a quick ride? <laughs> Let's just go for a quick ride. That sled does look a lot like John Mecklefresh. It's crazy how much that's like. I just got kind of sunburnt today, too. So it kind of works yeah. out. The red works out for you. Yeah. It's Scottish, the other red man. Hey, oh, man. If that was Mecklefresh, you'd hit the start button and go, clean my carbs. <laughs> real quick, real quick. Can you clean my carbs? Real quick, just clean my carbs real quick. Just blap them. Just clean my carbs real quick. Just clean my carbs real quick. That sled does look a lot like Johnny Mac. It's, it's, it's a little bit. It's a little bit. Oh, man. That's so funny. It needs a hat. It's a, dozen, it's a ball cap. It's a, it's a ball cap. That's the, the brim's up. The, that's, the, that's the windshield. Oh, my God. You know what? It's, it's, it is kind of perfect. It's just kind of perfect. It does oh look. Oh, God. I do. I do like the, and also what's funny too is I didn't realize this till now, but I think the fuel filler is where the nose is. So I think right between his eyeballs is the fuel filler. This is cute as an adorable sled. It'd be more realistic if it just fucking went into his mouth. Hey guys. You guys want to top me off? Hey guys, want to go for a ride? (laughs) Top me off. That is funny. That's, that sled does look just like you. That, that's pretty great. I like that. We found we found Johnny McElfresh's spirit sled. I take my exhaustion plug. Can you check and see if you can make a little room in there? Ah. <laughs> that's fucking brilliant. Cool. Anybody else got anything else? No. All right. That's it. Oh, I'd like to say one thing. Oh, go ahead, John. Great podcast, Tom. Nah. Yeah. Great podcast. Yeah. Great fucking podcast all around. This is, you know what? The basement, the food, yeah. the ambiance. By the way, the poll is now black. The poll is now black. <laughs> black. <laughs> In case you didn't see the poll, mission accomplished. Yeah, accomplished. <laughs> and, uh, also, once again, thank you to all of our Patreons. Yes, our thanks. Absolutely yeah. right. This and is remember, a lot of fun. Remember, you pay a little extra, you get the jokes. That's <laughs> You get the punchlines. We'll include the punchlines at the $10 level. <laughs> All right, with that, remember, folks, ride fast and take chances. Bum, 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 bum,